Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geeksplain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my fellow last stand at the Seattle Alamo Emerald Archer, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Green Arrow Rebirth. This week, this is the end of the road. This is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten. You know what? Skyfall could just be a Green Arrow movie. Uh, it does work as a green. That's the it thing could, about the Daniel it could Craig work as a Green Arrow movies movie. is that they all kind of work in as that, something else. As as something else, but uh, <laughs> as as Green Arrow movies specifically kind of fucking wild if you think about it it's like if green arrow was an agent of argus or they put him on the fucking suicide squad like i've been saying (laughs) for years we're we're gonna talk about something there um (laughs) as you can tell i am not alone of course i am with my good brother my right hand man my bestie the only man who i would trust to hopefully not hunt me down if the government gave him an envelope with nothing else inside of it besides a paper with just my logo. Uh, It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. Babe, if that happens, I'm not going to hunt you down. We are going to have a conversation about it. I will tell you, yo, something's going on. And then I'm going to overreact and they're going to blow up my house. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we are covering volume eight of green arrow rebirth this is the last chapter of green arrow rebirth and it's kind of wild that the the series went on for two more volumes after ben percy left but what a fucking finale this is it's Um, a wild finale yes this is issues 39 through 42 as well as 48 through 50 not 59 like we said last week um oops nope it's it's interesting to me that they decided to break it up this way. I wonder if there was some weird scheduling going on or if like they got the hive mind to do it and then they had something else and they had to come back. Either way. This is this is that time where they're very much uh they feel very much like filler. Yeah. You know, like filler creators. Uh but as we talk to them, uh a couple of times now, go back and feed and listen to those. Uh, those. But as we talked to them a couple of times now, they they mentioned like they had a run planned. Yeah. Like, and, and and I think the handoff would have been here. The handoff would have been really fascinating from Ben yeah. Percy to the Bensons to the uh, to the hive mind. Even though, again, yeah. with how it shook out, they started their run. Then the hive Bensons mind, came in, Bensons, and, and then, then hive, hive mind. mind again. Yeah. So it's it's weird, but as we alluded to, this is written by uh, the Hive Mind, Jackson Lansing, and Colin Kelly, as well as, ooh, here we go. I'm going to read this incorrectly, and I apologize. Marigreed Scott, uh, with pencils by Javier Fernandez, Matthew Clark, and Marcio Takara. Woo! I fucking love seeing Marcio Takara's art. Woo! Uh, inks by Javier Fernandez, Sean Parsons, and Marcio Takara. Colors by John Caliz, Marcelo Maiolo, and Jason Wright with letters by And World Design. And we're here. We're here. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about Green Arrow. 
This is it. At the end of the road. This is it. This is the last arrow in the quiver. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to think that this is the last Green Arrow title uh, until, until Joshua like, Williamson's run. Ago. Yeah. Like fucking wild. And this was what, 2018, 2019? This was, yeah, like 2018. Like, that's that's mind-blowing bullshit it is absolutely bullshit but i there is a very specific thing at the end of this volume that makes it okay for me but then also not okay because of how they followed that up and we're gonna get into all that but before we do we gotta talk about some things okay we just gotta talk about some things that are that are really cool um we've been doing or you know We've been kind of starting every book club for the last three weeks, like waxing poetic on Doctor Who. Um, I I gave my full unabridged thoughts uh, this past Wednesday on the pod. Um, go check that out for the full extended. But mm-hmm. uh, the abridged version is, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. The abridged version is, well, that's all right then. <laughs> but I would say it's even better than all right. I would say it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I fucking loved yeah. the giggle, man. Yeah. Uh, open spoilers for the giggle. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to talk yeah. about it for a second. Um, Shooty, baby. Shooty Gatwa oh, came in boy. like a fucking hurricane. Oh, boy. Holy now, shit. That's pretty much my new personality for the next, like, seven years of my life. I know. <laughs> for as long as he stays on. Um, and for for context, I've really only experienced Shooty Gatwa through Sex Education, which is a show on Netflix. Go check it out. Um, and I don't know what I was expecting, but when that man just peeled off like a banana peel from david Tennant. i was like in his pants oh, in his pants and i'm like this is this is incredible oh, and he boy. immediately commanded every scene that he was in yeah there's something about his presence uh i just rewatched barbie like a week ago and there's something That's about his right. presence that Barbie every too. time he's on the screen you just immediately draw to him yeah. Like, just immediately. Uh, I have, like, no experience with Shudigawa because I haven't watched Sex Education. So I've seen Barbie, and I've seen, like, a bunch of, like, press stuff that he's been in because, you know, there's just something about... I mean, it doesn't hurt that he's hot as fuck. But, you know, it, there's... He's there's unabashedly just, hot as fuck. Like, it's 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 unreal. <laughs> like It's crazy. It's unreal. <laughs> uh that mustache is doing something i don't know it's it's so interesting right because like in all of sex education uh he's playing a younger character and he's never sporting any facial hair clean shaven right and now to just see him with the mustache it does something that just makes him the doctor it does something i don't know it's it's so good he's incredible and he's gonna be a wonderful doctor for a hopefully a very long time I I loved the giggle. Um, I I don't think that le- I I said last week. You know, Wild Blue Yonder. I think that's top tier. Like one of the top ten Davies episodes. Like easily for sure. Hundred um, percent. I think the giggle is a little lower than that. I don't think it's a perfect episode. I think mm-hmm. I gave it like four out of five stars on uh, Letterbox. It was just a fuck of a lot of fun. Um, 
it was just a great time. NPH was awesome. I mean, it, it gets an extra star for me just for the spice up your life sequence alone. That was so good. Uh, him whirling Kate into a wall, straight into a wall. I was, was like, the she's dead. Surprise! I've ever had in my life. I was like, oh my god. I was like, she fucking bounced <laughs> off that wall. Like she's dead. If incredible. not, just concussed. That was incredible. Uh, seeing Melanie, which that. Uh, th- Amazing. That was the biggest surprise. The fact that they keep doing this now with me having just gone through like 13. Yes. Uh, and they keep doing the bring back the old companions. They're working at unit. I think that's yeah. the coolest fucking thing. First off, and it the shield of unit is so good. Yes, absolutely. Like, the fact that they're like in Avengers Tower in the middle of London is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shield now and it rules. I think it's really, really cool. But also but to, to steal something that's... all these companions yeah. and have them all working for unit is such a good idea. And also to steal something that's really dumb, the MC unification of unit is really great too. Where it's bringing back all of these incredible kick-ass women from all yeah. corners of Doctor Who and just being it's like, yeah, sick. they're fucking running the world now. So and... here's the thing. I it, it gave me the story. I I If they don't tell it, I'll tell it. Martha has to be the James Bond of unit. Has to be. Has to be. No like question. Martha has to be the James Bond of unit. Yes. The 100%. one who's always going rogue, doing cool shit, or like the Ethan Hunt of unit. Yeah. Like, and if they don't show me that, I'm going to be pissed. I think we if can find a different see... person for the Ethan Hunt. But with how efficient Martha is, James Bond for sure. If I don't see that, in the shooty era, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed. I mean, so with with because, RTD back in the saddle, I mean, anything's possible now. Yeah, but you know, listen, they didn't treat Martha well before, so this is this is the redemption. But but they, they've had the time. time. They've had time to reflect now, and I think yeah, that they've they, do they, it. They've got the chance. <laughs> they've got the chance. Anyway, um, it was a great episode. Uh, Bye, regeneration is super interesting. I, I'm I have a lot of very thoughts. curious about what Russell T Davies is saying about Bye, Bi- I <laughs> know what he's saying. That's the thing. And I, I don't, don't like. like it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I don't <laughs> like. I like the idea of it being this one time, and that's. I mean, it, it's a nice like answer for the the caretaker or whatever. Uh, the curator from, from the, ten the years curator ago. Curator from the fiftieth. Like that's a cool like little answer for that. Um, so here's the thing, because like I was thinking because I rewatched it last night because of course I did. Nice, um, hell yeah. I have thoughts coming out of that that I didn't have prior to recording my thoughts on the episode for uh, for Wednesday's show. Mm. Now on Wednesday's show I talked about like yeah by by generation they go off he has the room to become the curator later mm-hmm. on down the road. Great. Yeah. Cool. Love that idea. Yeah. Russell T. Davies, for those of you who aren't aware, is like, has said that his headcanon, and he stated that it's just his headcanon right now. He did state that it's his headcanon. But seeing as how he's running the show, who knows? Uh, He said that by generation, now that that's happened, ripples through the Doctor's timeline. So all of them by generate now. All of them by generated. Here's all of them are around. I fucking hate that. I don't like that idea. It makes it less special. It does. However, I think 
looking back, it's a stupid idea. Going forward, it's a fucking great idea. Going, that, that's exactly it. Going if they start genius. it here, that by generation happens every time now, and yeah. we get a new doctor that splits off, and the old doctor can go and live their life. Going forward, that's a fucking cool idea because that's then a, it yeah. gives you the excuse of now they can age, now they're allowed to do yes, that. Yes, bitch. Like but that I, works. But I also I love the idea of this whole by generation thing just being a situation where tenant is eventually going to turn into regeneration energy to match into uh Shudigatwa. Yeah. Cuz they talk about the whole you're doing rehab out of order. Yeah, and the, I, the idea I that, that. <laughs> 15 is so in tune and confident and lively in himself because 14 took the time to rest and yeah. recover before you know getting absorbed back in yeah. i love that idea it's the, the it's timey-wimey it's bullshit I'm, it doesn't make any sense you're I love me it. no i'm me I'm for me. the first time i'm really me like i i was like oh okay that's that's kind of brilliant that's and a also really in, good a, idea. in a you know corporate reboot sense it makes sense you it makes sense. Clean slate, season one. There we exactly. go. But again, if they do this by generation thing going forward, I think that could work. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to see. The other cool thing that is, that just happened this morning as we're recording this. Um, are you aware, Malcolm, of the Dream Team? The Dream Team. The Dream Team. Because I know you are going to have some thoughts on this. Oh, so, are you talking about the Suicide Squad thing? The Suicide Squad thing. Yeah. Suicide Squad, the dream team. And I, yeah, you're the baby. first person I thought of. And I'm so yeah, glad baby. because I had, uh, as we're recording this, the previous day, I had to work all day. I uh, had to run to my comic shop and then get back in time to record an episode that you will be listening to in a week and a half's time, listeners. Ooh. And... I didn't get to start reading comics until very late last night. So I only got to read the top of my stack, which included Action Comics number 1060. 1060. Where they tease who is on the Dream Team in a story Uh where Dreamer, for the first time, runs afoul of Amanda Waller. Uh Uh-huh. And they just announced this morning that team. They announced it yesterday, babe. What? That announcement came out yesterday, babe. <laughs> so Did it? I'm glad you only saw it today because that announcement came out yesterday. <laughs> Fucking whatever, dude. Um, this dream team thing is incredible. I yeah, love the idea of sick, this. It's kind of sick, man. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's taking my idea of taking a hero like Green Arrow and putting him on the Suicide Squad, but whatever. It absolutely is. Yes. I love that Dreamer is now getting fully immersed in, D- in the DCU and she's not just like a periphery character. And uh, written by Nicole Maines. With art by Eddie Barrows. With art by Eddie Barrows. Fucking banger. Like, fucking banger, stoked. man. On the I, Suicide I Squad. Love, I love that she has just become, like, the steward of this character. Yeah. This character agreed. who was made up for the Supergirl show. Yes. And that is now just, like, her. that's just her, her character now. It's just her. That's awesome. She better show up in James Gunn's DCU or I'm going to fucking lose it. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> and, I'll be pretty pissed. And genuinely, you can even say that this is the same dreamer. Just yeah, that'd be fine. Multiverse crisis bullshit. Yeah, that'd, like that'd be do fine. that. But yeah, um, dreamer, Harley Quinn, 
Bizarro. Bizarro, baby. And he's given me major rebirth Bizarro, which I uh-huh. fucking hope for. Um, we've also got Black Alice, which I'm fucking stoked about. That's fun. That's real That's fun. That's the one I'm really stoked on. And then I couldn't see, and I haven't done a lot of research on this. Um, we have another character who's on the cover who I don't recognize. Oh, it's Deadeye. Ugh. Fucking who? That's the thing. Do you know about Deadeye? No. Deadeye started showing up in the Lazarus Planet stuff. It's like Amanda Waller's nephew. Oh, ugh. he Deadeye sucks, dude. He he's clearly like their sort of answer to hey, we want to have a dead shot who's a black guy. Um, they literally brought in Bloodsport in the last run. That's what. It's you're fucking right, fine. Right. It's fucking fine. Um, it's fucking but, fine. Uh, but but yeah, it's that's fine because... He has like some mental powers. I don't even remember what it is. We have some brain powers and looks like a jackass. We love random brain powers. Um, but it's okay because it's the return of the king. The return of the man. The return of the talk man. Return of Clock King mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Task Force X. Mm-hmm. All of mm-hmm. my JLU fantasies are here. Oh yeah, like, I am so fucking stoked! What a wonderful time to be a fan. The cool means is clearly squad. a JLU fan, <laughs> for sure. Which clearly. means there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> there's hope. I'm so excited for that book. I can't believe how excited I am for a Suicide Squad book right now. You know what would make me awesome. even more excited for that Suicide Squad book? Dreamer teaming up with Captain Boomerang. Dreamer, incredible. Dream of Ryan. He, the dream if he doesn't keeps fucking back. show up and he pulls out a thing, he's like, go listen, Dream of Ryan. It's a Dream of po- Ryan. Yeah. And it's literally just a regular boomerang because he's just like, go listen, Dream of Ryan, because it puts people to night night. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a non lethal boomerang that just knocks people out. Like, that would be so wonderfully stupid. And it's so him. It's God so him. It. That's that's not what I thought you were going to talk about. I thought you were going to talk about these Marvel Legends drops that just happened. Yeah, the Marvel Legends drops are okay. Announcements. Uh, Sam Wilson with wings. Wait. Sam Wilson, Did... Captain America with wings, baby. Okay, I was just looking at the X-Men stuff. Did they drop more stuff? Sam Wilson, Captain America with wings. The only problem is that he it, it's it's current Sam with the new shield. The only problem is that he doesn't have facial hair again. What? I just sent it to you on Twitter. It's a Target exclusive. Uh, I thought you'd be kind of excited about uh, Hydra Captain America. Hold on. Stop spoiling this for me. <laughs> stop spoiling. The- oh, it, it's sad that they just kind of reused. They just reused the other one. That yeah. does suck. It's just repackaged. But I do at like least he has wings this shield. time. That's cool. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, I like the angel. Angel looks good. Speaking of wings. The angel's cool. Yeah, it looks really uh, nice. A re-release of the Iron Man Mark 85 from the movies. Uh, right. The Endgame suit, which makes me a happy because I didn't get one of A bunch of fucking Wolverines, including Cowboy Hat Wolverine. And Brood Wolverine. That's Brood Wolverine. pretty fun. Um, uh, there's a Red Widow, which I forgot about her. Ooh. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, I love the Joe Fixit and Patch. I hope that's a two. The Joe Fixit and Patch is good. That's really uh, fucking good. X Men '97 Madeline Pryor. 
she's a baddie. Which is so bad. She's a baddie. I, I problem, I'm gonna have to get that. You want to talk about problems? My my problematic king Hydra Cap. Yeah. Using uh-huh. the fucking ultimate cap face. I think that's uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I thought you were talking about when it's you were like, oh, incredible. you haven't been on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen this. I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yes. That's an instant buy. That's that's an instant skip for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to skip a Captain America figure. I can't do it. I, I can't have that, that on my so wall. Much. That is such a fucking stress trigger for me. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Seeing also, him with I, that fucking dumb I, kite shield with the blade. Yes, oh, the kite God. shield with the blade that breaks off into two Ugh, smaller shields like Jesus. the Wakanda shields. Jesus. Ugh. Incredible. This is the best day ever. I cannot believe they're re-releasing this stupid Iron Spider bullshit. I can. Ugh. Everyone loves that, right? Everyone Ugh. fucking hates that. Why are they doing it again? Ugh, it's such an ugly fucking suit. It's so bad. And of course, the Captain America is a fucking Walmart exclusive. God damn it. Yeah. That blows. I hate that Sam is a Target exclusive because Target exclusives are not easy to fucking get. No. They definitely are not. Oh, man. And Cowboy <laughs> Wolverine is part of a two pack. I don't want. I don't, I don't yeah. Want to save a tooth. No. I do like this fucking Psylocke, though. The Psylocke? Yeah. The like. Psylocke armor, like the mind yeah, armor shit, is sick. It's cool really as cool. hell. That's very cool. Also, yeah. just it's so nice to see this packaging back. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, my God, we get we get you, the return you, of you, good packaging in twenty twenty four. You've been shouting at the clouds about the blister packs and the, uh, the, the and they're mostly list. listening to me. They're mostly listening to you. But yeah, so yeah, I that guess angel should... is really cool. Right. Angel looks really. The wings look really good. They look really good, and they don't look like reuse. I'm sure they are, but they don't look like reuse. No, I've I've never seen those wings before. And the best part, I'm not seeing a lot of pins, my guy. No, we're looking mostly pinless here. I mean, those wings look better than the cap wings. Like, yeah, the cap wings are definitely like Falcon style wings. Oh, for sure. But those were kind of his wings in the first cap run. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, just... these are more like movie style. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, I, so I, I do love that they're using the new shield. Because I, yeah. I know you don't, but I like that shield. It, it's grown on me. All right, all right. I'll take it's it's grown on me. Um, Hey, you know what would be really cool? If there was a uh, Sam Wilson Captain America book. Anyway, um, <laughs> what have you been reading real quick? There was. There was, remember? <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, there hasn't been for months now, and the only book that he shows up in as Captain America is Avengers. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and I have a real fucking problem with that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I've, I've been rereading uh, in preparation for an episode that is coming out soon. Um, I've been rereading through all of Firepower. Firepower? Hell yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. Got some really fun guests on there. Uh, Ooh! It's a cool one. It's a cool one. Interesting. But uh, yeah, I am... I've I've just been reliving one of my favorite comics of the past, of the 2020s, essentially. Uh, What have you been reading? 
Uh, I'm still going through Avengers Academy. Um, nice. Third still loving it? it? Yeah. Uh, I forgot the, like, the... So they collected it all into, like, three giant volumes. Yeah. Um, the second one has a bunch of, like, tie-in stuff. Uh, a lot of... A lot of fear itself time stuff. Oh, uh, our favorite. Yeah, a lot of fear itself time stuff. <laughs> Not great. Mm. Um, but uh, but it's interesting to go through that event from like people who weren't exactly involved in its perspective because they treat it like a war book for Avengers Academy, which is really yeah. fun. It's like the first time that they're in a war. That's um, cool. which is actually like really like I think the Avengers Academy tie-ins for that are actually really good. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's still great, man. I I love this book. I forgot how good it was. I wish that they would do something like this now, um, because it's it's a great book. Christos Gage really stuck his foot in it, and god damn, are you are you a Sean Chen fan? I'm such a Sean Chen fan. What I think he he's such on? a great artist. Um, he's been on a bunch of stuff over the last like 10, 15 years. Uh, it's funny, whenever I think of Sean Chen, I always think of Iron Man for some reason, but he never did, like, an Iron Man run. I think he just did, like, a couple issues randomly of stuff. But I always think of, like, his Iron Man. Like, but I, I love Sean Chen so much. Oh, yeah, much. I'm familiar he's with his so stuff. Good. Yeah, he's very he's so good. good. And has never just, like, had a permanent stint on a book. You right. know what I mean? Um, Like, Avengers Academy is kind of the closest, where, like, he's one of the, like, three rotating artists. Yeah. Um, I just think he's so fucking good. His art is so clean. It's oh, such yeah. a treat to see it. Uh, seeing his like his Magneto is nice. Like, yeah, he uh, he draws a great Cyclops, an unbelievably great like Utopia era Cyclops, Hell. Uh, like post schism Cyclops. Uh, so Cyclops with like the three lines on the left shoulder. Not my favorite, but not my favorite, but you know, cool. I respect anyone who can make it look cool. He makes it look cool as shit. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we should uh, we should mosey on into this whole. We put Arrow it on. Book, we right? put it off enough. I know we've been trying because we've been trying to hold on to this to this Green Arrow run. We we gotta let him go. It's been very good. Just as a blanket statement before we get into it, like it's it's I've a great loved run. This run. Here's the thing about Green Arrow books. They're New good. 52 aside, uh, you can't go wrong. It's true. It's true. I keep looking at this this Marvel Legends cap. I'm just like, I'm entranced. I just... Oh, God. You're it's so beautiful. toxic. It's you're beautiful. so toxic. And I thought it was just going to be a complete repaint of the uh, of the Ultimate cap because no, it, it basically it, is. It but, is a different face. Yeah. It's a more aggressive face. Well, no, somehow. it's 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 the, it's the same exact fucking face. No, but it's the, a different face. the body is is new. No, it's a different face. I'm looking at it's the, the ultimate cap right Look now. This. Look at this. Look at this. I'm looking at the ultimate cap right now, Eric. It's right here. <laughs> it's the same face. It's just a different paint job. He's Does he have angry. two faces? Does he have two faces? Yeah, he has two heads. Oh, you know what? I forgot that. My bad. Get I was out of here, man. Of I was looking at the front of the box. I was like, it's a different face. I forgot that he has two heads. Ugh. God. <laughs> but I really love treating the Nazi characters well. Huh? <laughs> but I really love treating the fascist characters really well. Hey, Jesus. you know, Ultimate Cap inside of only inside of Ultimate Spider-Man's a good guy. 
Yeah, <laughs> only inside of Ultimate Spider-Man is a tough-as-nails good guy. All right, let's 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 get into this. Green Arrow, Volume 8, The End of the Road. Woo! What's, so the first batch the of... The first batch of, what, four issues is uh, a story of... A, a story that feels like a Tom King story, to be honest. It does, yes. It's odd, this right? Is the hive mind kind of hitting their Tom King stride. So yeah. we touch on uh, a a Middle Eastern nation of Rapastan, where apparently the... I wouldn't know this. Apparently the Deathstroke book uh, took place for a little bit. Yeah, Deathstroke Annual 2 really hit on... Uh what's going on here but yeah uh there was Where, some bad, bad deathstroke shit yeah apparently they were going through a civil war uh that was pulling the nation apart deathstroke came in decimated and left and this is them kind of returning to that did the hive mind write that annual i honestly don't remember i don't okay. think so because i think priest pretty much not, did a majority really of that deathstroke cool. stuff if not, that's really cool that they just continued on the story of yeah. somebody else to show the aftermath. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, we see Oliver Queen basically throwing his money around for relief. Uh, and speaking the language, which I think is pretty cool. I, I do love that he speaks. Like, that is a really nice touch. Like, he puts in the effort to speak the language. And to the credit of the letterer, they put in the the effort to make sure you know when he's speaking the language and when he's speaking English. Yeah, they, which I think is really cool. They do it with like anybody who's there. Yeah, they uh, it's like the red balloons. Yeah, instead like red overtext. It's really cool. It's really really cool. Um, but Oliver Queen basically th this is the beginning of what I like to call a a volume of Oliver Queen's bad decisions mm. where he immediately pulls out a bow and arrow in full view of everyone mm. and just starts letting arrows fly once someone shoots down his helicopter and kills his pilot poor Jonesy poor Jonesy I mean I know Riley Jonesy him up. we hardly know ye <laughs> we know we hardly know ye Ferda. Uh, we see Oliver, Oliver is, you know, guided by one of the uh, one of the citizens of this war-torn nation um, and just kind of showing the aftermath, which is um, weirdly relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Here's weirdly the thing. Weirdly relevant. It felt really interesting reading this right now. Yeah. Knowing that this is from a few years ago and reading it right now, really interesting. Um, real quick, uh, they, they did not write the annual. Okay. It, and it wasn't Chris Priest. It was Phil Hester. Phil Hester and, writing. You know what? I love it. You keeping that green arrow DNA through and through. Kind of yeah. legendary. Kind of legendary. Kind of dope as fuck. Um, so yeah, we, we see, uh, this man giving Ollie the lowdown and everything that's going on. And they all of a sudden start to hear a bell and they start taking the supplies that Ollie brought to give them essentially as tribute. And Ollie mm -hmm. doesn't know what's going on. He's like, okay, if these are all families, like where are the kids? And they're like, we're going to go bring the stuff to the kids right now. 
And so he follows them. I low-key really, and granted, incredibly problematic character. I low-key love this Deathstroke graffiti art. Oh, it's so it really And it really fucking sells how much of an impact he had on that, on that yes. nation. It feels very... This is going to sound more complimentary than I mean it to. Um, it feels very Zack Snyder DC-verse. Oh, for like, sure. This feels like something that, like, you know, after Superman goes to uh, a similar Middle Eastern country in, what was that, Batman v Superman colon Donna Justice colon The Ultimate Cut? Yeah. Um, Right. You know, like if it, 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 it feels like something that would be there, where like you would see like the etched in like Superman like logo or something, because yeah. you know people people are so fucked up by what happened. Yeah, it, so, it's kind of sick. And so Oliver sees this big old graffiti of Deathstroke. He takes out his own spray paint, writes "False God," and continues on. <laughs> and he decides, oh. I can't solve this as Oliver Queen. I'll solve it as Green Arrow. And what I love and I think is hilarious about this is that from the the outfit that he's wearing when he arrives, he literally just color swaps. Yeah. From, from, yeah. Normal from the clothes he's wearing into his Green Arrow costume. Like, he goes from like wasteland looking like Green Arrow. like <laughs> To heroic Green Arrow. To heroic Green Arrow. <laughs> He goes from Zack Snyder's Green Arrow to the CW's That's Green exactly Arrow. Exactly, it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's it like he does not give a shit. No one's gonna know who I am. <laughs> he does not give a shit about his secret identity. I love this guy so much. He's the best. <laughs> Even when he's the worst. Even when he's the worst. Even when he's kind of problematic. He's the best. <laughs> and so Oliver shows up to rescue all of these kids. However, what he doesn't realize. Is that the kids are the army of course of course uh the the island of Ra the island the nation of rapistan has turned essentially into neverland where the kids are being galvanized by this boy who refuses to grow up mm -hmm. that's and exactly it you're right it's Good call. it's fascinating it's fascinating it's because real. this character who calls himself nothing has galvanized the children of Rapistan and turned them into his own personal army in some kind of, you know, misguided attempt to take back their nation and lead it into, you know, whatever they want to, yeah. uh, whatever they want to create yeah. out of the, out of the ashes of their former nation. Preaching this rhetoric of, you know, up there it's their time down here it's our time it's our time yeah you know really interesting and also so, a hard design a hard design nothing I mean, looks so cool he looks dope as fuck. he also looks incredibly 90s like that shoulder pad is fucking insane oh it's so 90s um, it's so so 90s but it goes very hard and the logo goes the hard logo too. is sick and it's i just love that it's face. all like patchwork it's all like pieced together yes like, him and the army it's all stuff it's all like scraps you could. It's but very like mad. Together. Maybe that's why we like it so much. It's, it's very, very Mad Road. Max. Yeah, it, it feels very Mad Max. And so, putting well, and I mean Fury Road could easily just be a Green Arrow movie. Who knows? Uh, we see. <laughs> you imagine? Uh, we see. <laughs> I don't want Tom Hardy as Green Arrow. I don't like that. <laughs> but he knows an awful lot about bait, and knows about hunting. <laughs> 
you, you, you know you know what people normally hunt with bow and arrow the rest of my case so Whoa. we see green arrow mind blown uh we see green arrow <laughs> go on the offensive i love his fucking uh what does he call it riot control arrow Riot control yeah that turns a boxing glove arrow into a hundred mini boxing glove arrows essentially yeah. you know what it it's made me think of fun. uh we just uh i just rewatched and quinn watched for the first time hawkeye this week uh, <gasps> guess what spoilers still delightful still, still an delightful experience. i'm um, in the middle of my rewatch i'm on episode four still delightful uh but there's one arrow at the end that like there's a couple arrows at the end that like you shoot one and then a bunch of little things come off of it. Yeah. Like there's the one where like it shoots into the guy and then a bunch of like little like trank darts come out of it and like hit a bunch of other yeah. people. Like <laughs> it just reminded me of that of like, oh, it's not one, it's many. That's exciting. <laughs> it's also like the one that during the chase in episode three. Three. Um, when it hits the truck and it shoots out all the cables to the oh trees. Oh my god, to pull all the trees in. in? So sick, dude. That fucking Hawkeye's show rules. So good. Everyone was way too mean to that show. Everyone was way too it's mean. So I still don't think good. the last episode is very good because I think it's, it, that's when it starts it, to lose. Like it's, it's probably you know, the weakest sense. of the entire show. It's but... is absolutely the weakest of the entire show because a lot of stuff in the last episode just doesn't make sense for no reason. Because they're just it's kind all of just rushing. points of convenience. Yeah, but uh, but what a wonderful show. The rest of that show is fucking tremendous. And honestly, best Jeremy Renner performance probably since The Town. Genuinely? <laughs> like, yes. He's really good, man. He's <laughs> so fucking good in that show. Because he's so tired. Tired dad <laughs> Hawkeye. I fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, I love but it. But so uh, Green Arrow goes after nothing and manages to knock his mask off, which reveals that he is also just a kid. He's a boy. He's just a boy. Not unlike my own son. Uh, he's just a kid. Just a kid. He's just a grown adult man, like it's my no cousin Larry. <laughs> Anyone who looked at Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 2 and was like, he's just like, a he's kid. He's a kid. <laughs> uh, he's like, at least 20-something. What do you mean? Like, he's <laughs> at least 27 years old. Uh <laughs> no older than my son it's like your son is 40 sir <laughs> uh but we see that nothing under the mask is a kid he's scarred up he's angry he's vengeful like all he hesitates seeing this kid and that allows nothing to shoot him in the fucking stomach point blank that's so sick that whole page is just incredible the pacing Great. of it this wonderful stuff by Takara. Wonderful. yeah Fucking Marcio um, Takara does not Marcio get Takara, my fucking god. He's so good. And nothing gives, you know, this this speech where he's like, it was never about the guns. It's your morality that's the trap. It's your conscience that is the weapon. I'd tell you to fire, but I'd be wasting my breath. Isn't that right? And I love that Ollie still has the arrow knocked. Yeah. As he's bleeding out, but he knows that nothing is right. Yeah. And so nothing takes his merry band of lost boys and girls with him off into the desert as Ollie just continues to bleed out. Hard as fuck. Welcome page. to Rapistan, Green Arrow. 
this is no place for heroes. And that's where you get the title sequence too. Yeah. Hard page. Hard as fuck. Hard, Hard ending fuck. for an issue. So I'm like, hold, sick. I'm like, hold up. Is this Sheriff of Babylon? Like, what, am, what are we doing it, here? For real. Is this the Omega Men? What's going on? For real. Uh, so chapter 40 uh, picks up right where we left off with uh, Green Arrow bleeding out bleeding in the out. desert. <laughs> and then we just see him get dragged away in the night. And the parents of Vakar just fucking left him out there. Yeah. They're just like, fuck this guy. Kind of awesome. Green Arrow wakes up. And he is in some kind of base. His wound is healed. And he hears the kids, or he hears whoever, you know, picked him up, dipped him in something that healed his wounds and brought uh-huh. him back from the dead. What could that be? Green Arrow busts in through this door where he hears the voices coming from. And I love how fucking Marcio Takara draws these arrows. I love that each one is very distinct. Yes. Again, it's all trick arrows. I, and I we love see, it. And we see him sequentially over the course of the first four panels knocking a new arrow every time he hears a new voice. Yeah. I, I, so I, I love cool. that so much. The one voice, young. Guess that child army took me as a prize after all. Okay, make that two. Not a problem. Three. Not a second arrow. But I'm prepared. Not a third arrow. So whatever. You got this, Ollie. Four. Fine. Cool. Not the fourth arrow. <laughs> I love it. Fucking amazing. That is the exact shit I want from a live action Green Arrow. Yes. Like, you know, honestly, I want to see and th- that and this is a, sequence. This is a weird comparison, but like it reminded me of the fucking uh, The Last of Us. Yes. Like, you go into like a, yes. a zone and you he- you like you see someone you're like, okay, especially because I love fucking using the bow and arrow in The Last of Us. Me too. It's like my primary go-to. Yep. Um, it's the best you weapon. First it's arrow, you see somebody else, you're like, okay, if you get the perk, you can knock a second arrow. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, let's do this. And you have to threat assess. Mm-hmm. And so Ollie busts into this room and finds, once again, four kids. And I love that the title drops coincide with revelations. Yeah. Here. So yeah. the the whole the whole um, thing is called the Children of Vakar. That's the name of the story, and the first time it drops is when we see oh that's what that's why it's called the Children of Vakar. It's about the the army of children that nothing has assembled, and in part two we have the Children of Vakar as this uh, Vakar Justice League essentially these kids who have modeled themselves after the American Justice League. And Love we it. see a Superman pastiche, a Wonder Woman pastiche, a Batman pastiche, and a Flash pastiche, who we're going to talk about in just a hot fucking second, because my God. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The Superman pastiche is called Amal. Um, and it, it's like, and I love Ollie going, is that your name? He's like, no, in my language, it means hope. And he's like, huh, would you believe you I've believe heard that I've one heard before? That. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it so much. I love uh, it. We have Kestrel, who is the Batman pastiche. Perfect uh, Amira, name for a Batman pastiche. Agreed. Any kind of bird or yeah. any kind of winged creature. And we have Amira. And the the Flash pastiche is like, they call her the Sword of the Shield. She says, only you do that. They're like, I'm starting a trend. You'll thank me when you're famous. And then we get to the Flash pastiche. <laughs> The best reveal in the whole volume. <laughs> he's like, 
you got a handle, flashlight? He's like, I'm the fastest hacker in Rapistan. Of course I have a handle. Isn't it obvious? I'm speedy. <laughs> the immediate panel after this. Incredible. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> of course you are. This is tired dad, Green Arrow. Grabbing the bridge of his nose is so good. <laughs> uh, of course you are. Course like, you are. I fucking love it so much. And so they they say, you know, be careful where you step. The waters that healed you aren't exactly without their threats. And it's interesting because they basically tell him, like, you fucking died. Mm-hmm. We put you in this water and it healed you. Mm-hmm. That's a big fucking revelation. Yep. But we just blitz past it. That's and a I have big to assume... thing to have happened in kind of a random story. Yeah, especially in between pages. I And I feel like that's a part of that would have been touched on in their run. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Is that he died and came back because of Lazarus Pit stuff. Yeah. That would have been something. For sure. And so they're all basically like, we are going to defeat nothing and you're going to help us. And he's like, I'm not going to fight a fucking kid, dude. Like, I'm, I can't do that. And then they're like, all right, well, fuck you then. And they all attack him. Sick. They call themselves the heroes of the Vakari resistance. Sick. Which I think is dope as fuck. Sick. And what happens is Green Arrow whoops them. Whoops the Pretty shit decidedly. out of them. He's like, you guys ain't got training? And so they say, you're right. Train us. And they talk about like, look, my mother was killed. My sister was taken. We don't have training, but we've survived more than most train us pick me choose me train me and oliver's like okay so we get this nice sequence where he starts training them and they start doing guerrilla warfare tactics to you know fight back against nothing and his army which brings us to a big climactic battle Mm -hmm. and it's just cool seeing the the Vicar, essentially the Vakari Justice League taking the training that Ollie has given them and utilizing it to defeat nothing and his forces. This is, this is really cool. I wish these characters showed up again. Same. Because I think they're really fun. Agreed. Hey, you know what would be dope as fuck? If a future version of them showed up in Batman Beyond. That'd be sick. Be sick as fuck. That'd be sick. And so they're able to defeat and apprehend nothing. And they get ready to ice this kid. Like, Amal is like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy now. But then his dad shows up. And we find out that Green Arrow told the adults what the Vakari Resistance was going to do. And he says, you know... I had to do this. If you're going to cross this line, trust me, you shouldn't cross it alone. That felt so... 
not to bring it back to Doctor Who again. Oh, God. Uh, Doctor Who 50th anniversary coded. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> makes me think of that. It makes me cry. I'm tearing up pretty hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. But it felt very much like that. Just like you shouldn't have to, if you're going to do something that big, you shouldn't have to do it alone. Like in this yeah. time, you don't have to do it alone. And his dad, because Amal says he took my mother. And Amal's dad says, and if you kill him, he will take my son. How much power will we let him have? Maybe together we can find a new way. I fucking love that. I absolutely fucking love that. And they turn around, they hug. And the, uh, the ending of this goes a new way. I can't help but wonder what that looks like. Of course, for now, it looks like hope. Family reunions, dreams coming true. But you and I both know that's a fairy tale that ends tomorrow when the real work begins. I want to reach for my bow. I want to knock an arrow. I want to give a speech that would make John Lewis proud. But that's my vanity, isn't it, Dinah? That's me putting myself at the center of a story that never wanted me. Time to get back to my own. And I do love the choice of him not grandstanding, mm-hmm. playing white savior for this time. Consciously not doing that. Yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. I love What a this. great two-part story. Incredible. Like, a truly great two-part story. Yeah. Fucking great. Um, Green Arrow 41. Let me get a little less good. <laughs> It's fine. It's still good. It's still good. Um, This is written by uh, Marguerite Scott with art by Matthew Clark. Uh, Green Arrow is back in town. And we see that he has been sent by the Justice League to oversee the prisoner transfer of Parasite. It's the beginning of uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh... (laughs) And Spider-Man and Miles are overseeing the prisoner transfer of the Rhino. Also, we just did a prisoner transport story in The Flash. And and you know what? That's on us for reading these runs back to back. But I guess this also isn't even the parasite that we're used to. No, this is the second parasite. parasite. It's shitty parasite. Yeah, so this is uh this is young Parasite, Parasite Jr. <laughs> it's my favorite uh ska band. <laughs> Parasite, Parasite Jr. That is a sick as fuck ska band name. <laughs> Parasite Jr. Uh oh, little Parasite Jr. Gonna cry. <laughs> And he does. He spends Ooh. the next two issues crying. <laughs> he does. Um, so Parasite's brought into Strikers, uh, awaiting essentially like his trial or whatever. And he's like, Salma, please fucking help me. I hate this. And they pass by Mammoth, Titan's villain, mm-hmm. who does the dumbest fucking thing and spits on the kid who reacts to metahuman powers. This is. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. (laughs) That's how I picture Parasite anytime he gets powers. It's just like the really creepy, like, kind of guy who would swirl his finger in his belly button and be like, oh, yeah, that's good. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking gross. Yeah, parasite's gross. <laughs> He's nasty. He's just like, yeah, spit on me, and he just turns into this gigantic oh, hulking monster who starts tearing up the prison. Uh, and knocks Ollie for a loop. He wakes up a little while later, and he's dealing with, like, oh, like, there's no real heroes around. And I think, on paper, this story can be really cool. This guy, this villain who, you know, reacts to superhero and superhuman powers, gets a bunch of them in a confined space against a hero who doesn't have any powers. Yeah, it's the Supermax pitch. Yes, it's David exactly Goyer's that. Supermax pitch from twenty years ago, <laughs> except just compressed into two issues of a story. It, yeah, and instead of Ollie being in the prison, he's just there. Like, and so Oliver has to deal with a prison break. It's also just you know, Arkham Origins Blackgate. It's it, yeah, that two point five D side scroller which is slept on for a good reason. It's a good game. No uh, so we see we see Green Arrow taking out villains, including one, which is interesting for later reasons. Mm. Um, but Oliver is following the trail of destruction, uh, comes up against, I'm assuming this is King Shark, uh, and finds yeah. himself uh, helping out the guards there. Um, there's Dr. Phosphorus, there's Red Volcano, there's a bunch of other mooks. And... Red Volcano is an interesting one. It's an interesting Because choice. I didn't realize that that character still existed. Um, and it's interesting to have that character exist in a Rebirth context or at all, given that like Red Tornado hasn't really been seen at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, to this day, I don't think we've seen Red Tornado, right? Since like the New 52? We must have. I can't think of a single fucking time. Oh, uh, we must have. Wait, wait. I feel like there was a story where he showed up once, but he was like an antagonist. Oh, no, you're thinking of Supergirl. <laughs> Maybe. The hit CW show Supergirl, where Red Tornado appears Maybe as the villain of, of the season week. season one Supergirl. <laughs> what a time to be alive that was. God damn. Um, no, and it's interesting, too, because, like, I mean... Obviously, the amount of cachet you get by being in a hit kids TV show, Young Justice, mm -hmm. allows him to stay alive for a little bit longer. Exactly. But so, uh, Green Arrow takes out all these all these guys, follows the trail into the sewer, um, and comes face to face with Parasite Junior, which brings us to chapter forty two. And he combats Parasite Junior, who's fucking disgusting. He's like, so gross. He's gross looking. He looks so yucky. That's why I don't like him. I mean, I think the body horror of it makes sense and makes him terrifying. The art it in does. this is really good. It's I just think. yucky. Uh, it this is, is an interesting art choice where behind Green Arrow, there's like behind a hero shot of Green Arrow, there'll be like a red and white bullseye. Yes. And I don't know how I feel about that. It happens a lot. And I don't know how I feel about that. It happens twice. It happens three a few times, times in the first here. issue. Yeah. I'm, I'm counting them now. Uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating. They do have a... I like that they have a conversation with, where Ollie tries to talk him down. 
four times in the first issue. How dare you? <laughs> and he almost succeeds in talking yeah. him down. And then, you know, Parasite Jr. tells him, like, hey, I'd rather go to Iron Heights because they're treating me like shit down here. I just want to see the fucking sunlight. Yeah. And I do love, he's like, let me go and I promise no one will hear from me again until they find my body. That and is really like, sad. I can't do that. He's like, yeah. I, I fucking want to. Because you're just a kid. No older than my son. I really want to. He's like, look, there's just like, it's too risky, man. I'm sorry. And the kid lashes out because he's a fucking kid. Because he's a kid, yeah. And so uh, GA goes after him. Uh, Parasite ends up just murking the warden's entire crew and gets ready to murk the warden himself until Green Arrow is able to put him down. And the kid is forced back into his cell. This fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. I hate this. Uh, I also thought they were going to do more with the burned hands. I thought so, too. Like, I thought they, I mean, that's an interesting thing for, like, an archer to have to deal with. And they do literally nothing with that. But then he just fires his arrows. Yeah. There's literally nothing done with that. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is. Um, And then they just kind of put him back in there, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Not a fun story. Don't love it. Yeah. Don't I really don't love it. Yeah. Uh three times in this issue do they do the bullseye thing. <laughs> so that's seven times total over a course of two issues. That feels like a lot. That is excessive, you're right. Right? Like it's it's a little weird. But then we Especially get back because on track. it's like hero glorification shot with kind with of a really story. questionable, yeah, really questionable <laughs> message. <laughs> like I, I really don't love that two issues. I think that's the weakest two issues of the entire run. You are not wrong. Because it's kind of a bummer. It is very, is very much a bummer. But thankfully, we close Ooh. it out strong. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we go. So chapter 48 brings the hive mind back. Uh, with First a off, amazing cover by Kevin amazing Nolan. Amazing cover. Amazing covers by Kevin Nolan at this point. So fucking good. Um. This kicks off a two-parter called This Is Not Normal. Uh, Hivemind are back, and this time, they've got Javier Fernandez back here. So fucking stoked. And we start up with a conversation where Dinah is testing out some lyrics for her new song. All the while, we're getting cut-ins of a very distinct-looking man in prison. Mm-hmm. A distinct looking man in blackface in prison. Yikes again. Uh, <laughs> we see <laughs> we see we cut to uh, Seattle where Ollie is on patrol. He's taken out seven uh, seven crimes tonight and he's going for his eighth when he is uh, confronted by this uh, this kid essentially who's firebombing a building is like Seattle stands free mm-hmm. and he uses a smoke bomb he's anime as fuck trying to run away from uh yeah. from green arrow but he uses his handcuff arrows and leaves uh leaves the kid for the cops to pick up 
Ollie gets back to the base and him and Dinah have this conversation. I love them. They are incredible. I, I love them and I love how their hive mind writes them. Yes, agreed. I think they really get the dynamic between these two characters really well. It feels like a very mature relationship. Yeah. And so like they were definitely honeymoon phase with complication honeymoon phase uh, in in Percy's run. This is like elevated adult relationship. Like they are in a relationship here for sure. And so Dinah kind of touches on like, dude, you're fucking tired. You are dealing with a lot of bullshit right now. She says, you're run ragged. Like, look at you, your skin and bones. Yeah. And she you says, haven't stopped since we started, since we regenerated. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and we, you know, she, she says, after Star City, you said you were all right. After, same thing after Emiko left. I'm fine, Dinah. Then Brainiac, then Amanda Waller, then Citizen, and then Roy. And when you stop to think about it, yeah yeah there's been a lot going on in this run and he has not had any time to stop no it's been like a year and a half it's been a year and a half of magnesium stories burning bright and then exploding very quickly yeah and we get this moment where ollie just gets to kind of sit with his grief uh, we get cuts to, you know, Roy fighting against Vertigo. We get a quick cut to Roy looking much worse than he did in Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very sad. And Oliver is not giving himself time to grieve, which is heartbreaking. Um, unfortunately, he is called away. He's got stuff he's got to deal with. Uh, he goes to the aeroplane, and Dinah's like, you can't run away from this conversation. He's like, I know, which is why I'm going to fly. And they, <laughs> he, said, he, he puts on his shades, and he says, time to fly. Time to fly. <laughs> and he tells Dinah, he's like, answer honestly, would you rather keep trying to convince me I'm a big, mushy, sad sack, or do you want to fight a damn supervillain with the man you love? The both of them hop in the plane, and they head off. Meanwhile, we cut to this prison. Uh, this is very specifically uh, Mount Rainier Mount Correctional Rainier. Facility. Yeah. Where we see that they are holding Count Vertigo. 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 And he has leveled up his fucking powers. Yeah. I love how Fernandez draws his abilities. Yeah. He I has, love this treatment on the abilities in general. I think it's really cool. He has leveled up from equilibrium illusion bullshit into literally shaping the way that things work. Yeah, shaping reality. It's sick. It's fucking wild. I love that first page of this issue of him, like, trying it out, you know, and, like, just doing, like, a little bit of hand trick stuff and then being like, oh, I've got juice here. Like <laughs> I can do this. That's cool. <laughs> and we see that he has accessed something deeper. Yeah. And he has leveled up far beyond what he was. So uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary head towards the uh, 
towards the disturbance that is, is seemingly messing with the equilibrium of the entire city. Buildings are upside down. Uh, traffic lights are running sideways. Dogs and cats are living together. And mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. And it I looks love like Inception. Shit. It looks it like uh, when they're testing... When, when Dom Cobb and Ariadne are testing shit in Inception. Yeah. And they do, like, the buildings flopping over themselves and, like, they walk up the street walk. Like, yeah. Or when DiCaprio is, like, introducing the concept of Inception to Elliot Page. Like, it's, it's fucking incredible. Sick. Sick as fuck. And so, I love this, too. And he's like, he's like, Let's just fucking hop out the plane, Anakin Skywalker style. And they both yep. dive into this this fucking page. I mean Incredible. <laughs> incredible. And followed up with how they both land. Yeah. Like oh, the, God. the grappling hook swings them closer to the ground. Dinah like rockets herself down first, uses her scream to cushion the landing. Ollie's fucking flailing, and Dinah catches him. Love it. I love it so much. He's like, uh, you got great hands. She's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I love it. They get them so well. I, it's I so really good. wish that the hive mind were writing a green arrow book. Like, Same. <laughs> like right now. And so fun. they touch down. The city is all sorts of wacky. Um, Ollie suddenly hears a very familiar voice. It's the fire bomber from last night. Mm -hmm. And we see that the kid is not doing vandalism and nope. petty arson anymore. He's trying to nope. help people. And he's like, look, my name is Jace Riot. Also, sick as fuck design. Just going to say it. Sick design, sick name. Sick name. And he talks about how he's he's trying to help people he's trying to get people evacuated and he's like look i'm not looking to be part of your fucking team this is my city and i'm trying to help my city if you want to help me do that or else get the fuck out of my way mm -hmm. and he fucking like hits him with hits him with a gang sign and then runs away he just like he's like La! Get the fuck out of here! I'm Jace Riot! Whoa! Whoa, wait a second. I don't think that's what that is. Is that not what it is? No, it's the middle finger. It's the oh, maybe okay. my speaker was too quiet for you to hear. Let me turn it up for you. Boom! And oh, damn, finger. you're right. He he hit him with the fucking, the, the Peter Quill. Yeah. And then that's why I was like, are you kidding me? I invented your name! <laughs> I started doing that! I invented flipping off superheroes. That's a bullshit. Wait a <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and Ollie's he, the old man now. <laughs> and I love that Jace is like a fucking little gremlin child and he just runs away. <laughs> he rip he fucking flips him off and then runs away into the crowd. Incredible. What a character. Sick. This is a character I'd love to see come back. Also, I'm gonna be honest, don't know the gender on Jace. That is an excellent point. Don't that is an excellent assume. point. We should not assume for sure. Don't want to assume. You you are you are absolutely right. Um, I have a feeling, so I, I don't want to assume. You you got that. You got it. Uh, so Jace runs off. Um, 
Dinah and Ollie are, are like, okay, so we're going to let them handle it, handle whatever they're doing. They've obviously got a plan. They've got a plan. Let's go figure out what's going on over here. Let's go deal with the supervillain of it all, because this has to be a supervillain deal. And so they start maneuvering their way through this topsy-turvy town, and all of a sudden, Ollie puts it together. He's like, fuck, I know who this is. It's Vertigo. And so they come face to face with Chris Angel Mindfreak, who is Mind Freak. completely just next level. He is a tier above them, power set wise now. Yeah. And I love this shit where he's like, Vertigo! And he's like, true to form, you've left off my honorific. I'm not some lunatic from the local asylum. My blood courses with the legacy of great men. So get it right, Green Arrow. I'm a coward. And he flips them like, oh, he's so fucking cool. And I wish he wasn't in blackface. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know who would be a really good Vertigo? Have you seen Push? That's the the Hayden Christensen one. No, that's the Chris, Chris Evans, Evans one. one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a guy like Jaiman Hansu's like number two guy. Uh, who I never remember the actor's name, but he played Icicle in uh, Stargirl. Uh, he oh, also was the yes. lead like bad guy in Blade the series. Is that um, uh, let me look at this. Neil Jackson. Yeah, Neil Jackson. He would be yeah. such a good Holy this version of Vertigo. Yeah, like that's who would. I hear when I read this. Is like that just he's got that smarm to him you know (laughs) did you know he was in the blade series yeah he was yeah he was the lead bad guy in blade the tv series i didn't fucking know that why Uh, blade the tv series better than two of the blade movies two of the blade movies it's not better than number two but it's better than one and it's better than three interesting but blade the tv series fucking rules blade the tv series have discount deadpool then I guess it's not. Animal fucking king! It doesn't have Parker Posey either, which is a shame. That is a shame. Everything should have Parker Posey. Everything should best. have Parker Posey. Except yeah, for that, afraid. Neil Jackson is a great shout. Yeah. That's who I that's who I read this as. And I love this too, watching as his reality shifting allows him to it's so fucking cool. And I didn't realize this until just now reading through it again. Um, he turns his prison jumpsuit into his classic costume. Yep. Like his Uh reality shifting is now working in a way that is beyond what they are prepared for. Yeah. And he says, I'm not here for you. I want the man who put me away. I want Roy Harper. And immediately it's like, oh, for no, this is going to be bad. What a great reveal. Again, great last page reveal on a comic. So good. So good. Uh, Chapter 49, we see Jace running through the streets as they are. I love this. The self-talk. Yeah, that's real. Because we talked, we we saw earlier where uh, Ollie is kind of doing kind of the same thing where he's like, okay, I saved seven people or Mm -hmm. I stopped seven miscreants. I'm going for my eighth. And Jace is running through, and they're like, 45 people. You saved 45 45. people. 
The whole city went fucking crazy and you saved 45 fucking people. You are brave. You are strong. You got a sick new haircut. You can make it 50. Just remember, Jace, that fear you can't shake, it's all in your head. No shame, no blame. After all, this is not normal. I love the after all and then going into the title. The title drop. This is not normal. Fuck, it's so good. I like to think that they said this is not normal part two. (laughs) (laughs) They said it at the beginning before they saved their first person. They're like, like, this is not normal part one. And he starts (laughs) and they start running. And then now it's just like, this is not normal. This is not normal part two. It just feels very uh, invincible. Yeah. Yes. And they and I I have to assume that the little loudspeaker like on their shoulder they hit like a little theme song as they're running. (laughs) And so we see Oliver and Dinah facing off with Vertigo, and this is intercut with moments of Roy. Yeah, specifically, maybe my favorite fucking characterization of Green Arrow I've ever gotten, which is. Him, you know, talking to Roy after, like, he was supposed to, like, go get a real job. And Roy tells him, you're always talking about how we have to be more careful than other superheroes, more aware, because we don't have powers. And it's not that I don't appreciate the simplicity of the whole Just Arrows deal, but I don't think it needs to be a limit to the good you can do. The Green Arrow can do anything. All you got to do is free your mind. So happy birthday, Ollie. I got you every superpower in the world. A much better version of the Roy creates the trick arrows than we got earlier in this series. Fucking incredible. Like fucking incredible. Fucking incredible. And what an amazing recontextualization of him. He doesn't have any powers. He has every power. He has every power. Which I think works really well for the reveal at the end of the volume. Yes. And we'll get back to that. Yes. So remember this. This is a tool. <laughs> it's a tool we can save for later. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Ollie is trying to square the circle. He's like, fuck, he's here for Roy. I don't know how to deal with this. Uh, they run across Jace again, and they are basically like, you need to fucking deal with this, okay? Yeah. Uh, you need to deal with with him. I will deal with the civilians. Stay in your fucking lane. And Oliver goes after Vertigo again. And the two of them uh, exchange some barbs. And Vertigo hits him with the, I'm rather impressed, Archer. All this to protect a junkie. I've rarely seen such a string of bad decisions. You barely even knew the boy because he doesn't know the closeness between Roy and Oliver. Yeah. Um, We do get a, again, a re-retcon retcon of calling now back to him going, you know, you're a junkie, Roy. That's all you'll ever be. I can never trust someone so weak. Bringing us back to the original story set up by Percy. Genius. And then, like, they talk about, like, this guy doesn't know. He's like, he didn't know Arsenal, just Roy. He met him in a flop house after I, you know, it's hard to talk about. He says, he helped Roy when I couldn't, didn't. But Roy turned on him at the last moment, clocked the count, and 
clocked the count in the jaw, sent him to prison. And Dinah says, that sounds like our boy. Ugh! Good Lord. Good Lord. And so Ollie's, you know, he hits this like, uh, this eureka moment. And he's like, that's it. Roy would have got it sooner. He even told me. And he's like, hold on to me and get ready. Get ready to fly. And <laughs> he says, and this is the coolest fucking thing. Because Black Canary says, but you can't fly. He knocks an arrow and he says, I'm Green Arrow. I can do anything. I can do anything. Awesome. And this fucking page where Ollie fucking blows up, exp- you know, does an exploding arrow right beneath them to launch them into the air with all of the physics being wonky. Black Canary awesome. shattering a building so that they can rise through it. And Oliver just going, free my mind. And it coming back to Roy saying, he's not a metahuman. He's got a device implanted in his brain. And Oliver lifts him up. And this is the coolest fucking thing. It's he sick. reaches back like he's reaching for an arrow and he grabs the fucking space needle mm-hmm. and uses it as an arrow. Uh-huh. Sick, dude. He says it's it's all a matter of perspective. And he lets the space needle fly. And it goes from this little thing that he can just knock on his bow into the fucking space needle. Into the space needle. And it rams into Vertigo. But his, his abilities stop it dead in its tracks. And he is just burning through. And we figure out that, again, he's not a metahuman. His power is artificial. And the farther he pushes it, the more of a strain it has on his body. And the more of a strain it has on the, the chip that he's using to access it. And it's going to overload and explode. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, the, the, a little pain is nothing next to the joy of victory. I can push my power beyond your imagination. Every, every mind in the city is mine. I can feel every fearful thought. I command every terrified scream. Why can I not feel him? For the last time, tell me, where is Roy Harper? And we get this beautiful page of Ollie having the arrow knocked. These moments, these flashes of Roy. And he lowers his bow. And he tells him he died. Fucking amazing. I I love this sequence. He tells him he dies. It's a full page spread of everything just still topsy-turvy. says he died. And then you turn the page and everything's reverting back to normal as Vertigo's down on his knees, just crushed. He just drops. He's like, how? How? Oliver says, I can't tell you. And he says, then it wasn't the heroin. And I fucking love that that's the first thing. I love that. Yeah. He says, no, he was clean for years. He says, and you're certain he's dead. You've seen the body. Ollie doesn't answer, and Vertigo, like, takes that moment. Stands up, and he comes over to him, and he says, he told me something once. Uh, No one owns me. I'm my own mess. I remembered that. And yet, we both tried in our own ways to own him. Hell, it's practically an epidemic in this backward place. 
you belong to the Justice League, or Seattle, or your Canary, and I to the Legion of Doom, or the Rogues, or Vlatava. And Green Arrow says, or the prison system. He says, quite. You need not tell me how he died, Archer. Just, just tell me he died free. And Oliver doesn't fucking answer him. Giving him that answer. He says, well, more's the pity. Another citizen you couldn't save. Ollie clocks him in the face. Just immediately knocks his ass out. And gets ready to fucking kill this guy. No trick arrows. Nothing fancy. Just a straight up arrow that he is looking to put in between Vertigo's eyes. And then Dinah comes over to him. Says it's over. You beat the bad guy. Ollie says he'll just break out again. And Dinah says that's not what this is about. And you know it. Please. And the sequential art on this page. The panel is terrific. It's incredible. The cops come out as Vertigo collapses. They arrest him as Oliver walks away. And it's not until the police pull Vertigo away and eyes aren't on her that Canary gives herself permission to break down. Yeah. Incredible. What a fucking sequence. Incredible ending of a comic here. Like this, this, this two-parter. Really fucking hit. The two parters, for the most part, have slapped in this. They really fucking hit. Um, and just I wish that we had had more time to flesh out that Roy and Vertigo relationship because we've really only seen it in that flashback. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but I do love how it feels lived in. It that's the thing. Yeah, it feels very real still. So later, back at the uh, back to the little arrow cave, uh, the quiver, uh, Oliver is losing it. He's throwing stuff around. He is angry. He's lashing out, and then he sees the one thing that can bring him back from the brink. Stop! It's the trucker hat. Stop! The trucker hat. Goddamn hat! And he sits in his grief, and he finally gives himself a moment to grieve. We then cut to outside, where Dinah's sitting on the porch, and she is contacted by this robot. Scary-looking robot. Scary-looking robot that's just a head and a torso with a little Mm -hmm. trench coat. With a trench coat. The little stomach opens up, and it, blink, just shoots out a little envelope for Dinah to catch. so weird. It's like a mail slot in the door. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Says, um... Target has secrets, dangerous secrets. He is unstable. This combination puts millions of lives at risk. The government requests your compliance, Agent Lance, for the sake of national security. Green Arrow must be destroyed. Which brings us to issue 50. The end of the road. Oliver's doing his thing um, out in Seattle. Hero shit. Hero shit. And he has tracked down Jace, who is using their uh, their little computer network to keep an eye in the sky, essentially. I also love how hodgepodge their whole setup is. Yeah. Like, you see a little tent in the background. Yeah. Uh, their, their computer is set up on boxes. 
Like it's very early days for them. Yeah. This is and the beginning I, of a vigilante. I would love to fucking see where they're at right now. Yeah. And so they set off a bunch of um, blinding lasers to distract Oliver as they hop in their little uh, in their little trap door and get away. Jesus. I fucking love it. So sick. They're just running to this carpet on the floor, jumps up, and just whoop, writes down through the floor. So sick. And then Oliver looks back as they jump into a cable car that heads off down down the tracks. He turns around and the entire uh, setup that Jace had before has been burned, leaving no trace. Brilliant. Fucking Brilliant. great. And I love how Oliver's just like, fuck, you got to get better, man. Like... The, He's like, <laughs> he's like, they should not have been able to get away from me. You're a yeah, fucking like, superhero. Okay, I'm off my game. <laughs> yeah, he's like, maybe I am tired. I don't know. And then we begin the countdown. A very hive mind idea. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Six. Uh, we see Ollie get home. And as he's heading up to the steps, he is confronted by Canary, who says, we're about to have a very difficult conversation, and I'm afraid it, it's got to be now. And you feel the weight of that. Mm-hmm. You can see it on her face. Great art again. Javier Fernandez fucking crushing it. And again, like you said, it's a very adult conversation. Very having, adult Having conversation. to say, like, hey, we need to have a talk. Yeah. And it has to be right now. Uh, Ollie tries to put it off and she's like, no, we have to do this. And she talks about, hey, before all of this, I got picked up by the government and I did work for them. I was a spy and they've just essentially reactivated me. I have to take out a target. And Oliver's like, okay, let's go do it. And she says, I'm glad you are on board with this because the target is you. Call an ambulance. But not for me. But not for me. <laughs> and so Dinah's like, look, you need to listen very carefully because they've only given us a few minutes. You need to give them the box. This feels very Mission Impossible. Yes, 100% it does. It's Ilsa and Ethan talking. Which again brings us back to that conversation we had so long ago. Mm-hmm. About Green Arrow 66 and how fucking incredible. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. Like we planned. I love you, buddy. I love you, man. God damn. Uh, So. He's like, look, you need to give them the box. He's like, what box? She's like, do not fucking lie to me. Okay. And they talk about how, like, she says, you never told me about this fucking box. And you could have. And he's like, I I wanted to. But look, when y'all left, y'all left the planet. I was the only superhero on Earth. I fucking, I was by myself defending this planet. And when y'all got back. I was given a box 
He told me it was a weapon that could destroy the league and that I basically won the fucking lottery because I get to keep this box. And he says, I was the only person he trusted with it. Me, Dinah. Not you. Not the government. Me. I thought the same thing. I was dying. <laughs> I was like, oh no, modern day has ruined this so hard. <laughs> but it feels like the perfect time to have read this comic. It's weird. You all destroyed Joseph League no. <laughs> and Dinah's like, no, you can't. <laughs> John Jones is like, he's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> <laughs> and so Oliver's like, look, I didn't have a choice. I needed to keep this a secret. And Dinah's like, you did have a choice. You could have fucking shared this with me. I thought we were supposed to be in a partnership. Instead, you isolated yourself. You threw yourself into danger over and over again. You nearly killed Vertigo. You are running on fumes. You have nothing left. Let me help you. Sarah Jane is gone. Can we even take a minute to think about that? Adric. Adric. Fucking love that. Oh fuck. my god, fuck. fuck. I might watch it again after we're done. I'm sitting rewatching it again. I was like, it's watch it honestly, genuinely, it's better on the rewatch. It, like, you it, know what? Yeah, it might it's be fucking better on wild. the rewatch. I did not Shit. think it was going to be, but it's better on the rewatch. Fuck, I might wind up logging it again on Letterboxd. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Um, I just think it's interesting that four of my favorite things this year ended with the main character realizing, oh, I'm just, I'm really fucking tired and I need a break. Um, what were the other things? <laughs> Ted Lasso. Yep. Spider-Man 2. Yep. Doctor Who. Yep. And then this. And then this. <laughs> Fuck. Honestly, good call. Good shout. Wow. You're right. 2023, the year huh. of uh, recognizing you're tired. <laughs> Boy, mental health has really come back around fully, huh? I... Almost like we planned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this is the last episode. <laughs> anyway, this is the last episode, not just of the book club, but of the poll podcast. That's it, gang. Good night. It. It's all done. Those episodes I was talking about releasing, I'm not releasing them anymore. That's it. We've hit the zenith. I was just reading Firepower for my own good. <laughs> yeah, that's for me. That's personally for me, which is how that book has been so far. Anyway, a book created specifically for me. But yeah, so Oliver's like, look. I am not going to give myself up. And Dinah is like, you just put this shit down. You don't like come with me. We can figure this out. And I'm off the top of my head. I can't remember, but he's like, no, like I have to do this. This is what I do. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm it's, it reminds me of something, but I can't think of what it is. Um, But yeah, he's like, I am not giving this up. Period. It doesn't matter that the world's fucking against me right now. I don't give a shit. 
and Dinah gives him the gives him an offer. He's like, "Walk away with me right now, like we can leave, you know, leave the base. It's just an arsenal. Let them have the fucking box. Give it to people who can be accountable. We can go anywhere in the world, and we'll be together without secrets." And Oliver, who has taken off his mask at this point, puts it back on. He says, you have no idea what I've survived. And he moves on. And Dinah lets them know, like, hey, you're right. He said no. And they fucking detonate their house. Crazy. Like, there's no way that Dinah knew that that was going to happen. Crazy. There's fucking no way that she knew that was going to happen. The house fucking explodes, throws him sideways into a car. Five. And he is just screaming. He's like, Dida! And that's when all of the government cars move in. He retreats into the forest as Dinah is there, basically like, do not fucking attack him. He will annihilate you we find out in the forest that there are these you know chameleon there's chameleon strike all these uh characters in camouflage suits and all he takes them down immediately like he is a man possessed and so he's making his way through he's being pursued and he recognizes he's like they're after me that's good they don't they don't have the box if they're after me, which means I've got to get to the box. I got to get to it. Yeah. It's like, how am I going to get to the box? And he rec- he realizes like, oh, oh, this is dumb. This is a very dumb idea. This is the dumbest idea I've ever had. And he takes out everyone pursuing him like he is deadly efficient. And I think Too in all efficient. the bluster and all the silliness and all the, you know, the shouting and the, you know, grandstanding, people forget that he is a fucking machine. Yeah. And so he takes out basically everybody. He yeets a motorcycle at one guy and then is able to continue pursuing. He dives into Lake Washington where he is able to get into this bunker that he's kept for. He, we find out that he hasn't just left the box in the trunk of his car. Thank God. Thank God Thank he gets God. to a vault. Bird's nest is the uh, is the password. Accesses it, grabs the box, but he's not truly there for the box. He's really there for the most important Stop. thing in the universe. It's the trucker hat. Oh my God! I like the thing that he has one of those literally everywhere. <laughs> Roy just kept leaving them, and he kept rebuying a new one. God. They're like fucking Riddler uh, trophies that he picks yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would absolutely be the Riddler trophies in a Green Arrow game. They <laughs> actually, <laughs> oh, that's Roy fucking Harper tragic. That's, that's kind of fucking good. tragic. That's fucked that's up. That's pretty good. That's the that's the backpacks. Like, the oh Spider-Man my god. Like, and each hat places. he remembers why he left it there. Yeah, each Holy one's like a different. Fuck. Like a different logo or something. Again, bringing us back to that Green Arrow game, man. Fuck! Let me make it! Let us (laughs) make this! 
So he grabs the hat, brings it with him because it's the most important thing in the world to him. And he is able to John Wick himself out of the bunker and into the aeroplane. Emergency launch, heads off into the sky. Dinah goes rogue. She's like, fuck, I'm out of here. She takes her motorcycle and leaves. Oliver is pursued by these planes and he tries to bluff his way out of it. He's like, I'm currently in possession of a weapon so powerful the Justice League are afraid of it. No matter what the feds are telling you, I am not a threat, but I can't promise that stays true if you blow up this plane. And the government's going to government, so they're like, whatever, man. Yeah. Yeah. Guns blazing. Top gun, bitch, and fucking light him up. Miles Teller's over here. Glenn Powell's on the other side. They light his ass up. Oh, 100% Glenn Powell is the first one to open fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's yeah. the one that flashes that goofy thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they blow up the plane. They blow up the aeroplane. Uh, makes me sad. Um, Oliver's left falling. And he sees the biggest crime, the biggest tragedy of this whole volume. As the hat burns up. Ollie pulls his parachute, but he is moving too quickly. It unlatches. He's falling very quickly towards the ground. Three. And he is saved by Black Canary. From Splatten. Sick. She still lets him hit the ground anyway. She doesn't catch him. But she's like, you're a dummy. And Ollie's like, yeah, fuck it, I know. I'm still not going to fight you. And she says, let down the shield for a second and remember who you're talking to. And he allows himself to be vulnerable with her, maybe for the first time, where he's like, this isn't just a mask, it's who I am. Yeah. And I can't put this down without putting me down. What you're asking me is impossible. I love that. Mm. I love that. Fuck. Mm. That hits me in a very particular place. Yeah. Um, that's when these fucking jet troopers, they fly now. They uh, fly now? They fly now. Really, these uh, agents of hammer rolled up right uh, now. <laughs> they come in and they're like, hey, we got to take this fucking guy out. I'd hate to see you get hurt. Like, fuck you, dude. They're like, Agent yeah, Lance. Yeah. Leave the target. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you. She's like, Ollie, get out of here. They're like, Agent Lance, what the hell is going on? Explain yourself. And GA is just like, oh, guys. He, he says, woof. Love it. <laughs> Don't know who you're dealing with. And then we get this beautiful moment where Dinah absolutely wrecks the shit out of everybody paired with Oliver basically expressing his undying love for this woman. Oh, was that Oliver saying that? I thought it was Rick Flagg. No. Coming in and saying, her name is Dinah Drake Lance. She's oh, God damn Black it. Canary. The force of nature. <laughs> Utterly unstoppable when innocent lives are on the line. You know what? 
I'm going to give that to you because that was an impeccable Joe Kinnaman impression. <laughs> that was fucking incredible. Only, only in that movie. It's, it's literally just there that he speaks like that. I don't know why. <laughs> this is Katana. She's my right hand. Her right hand. Her sword steals the souls of its victims. I would advise not being killed by her. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And Oliver is just in awe of this woman. And yeah, you know understandably. what? Same. Yeah. Yeah, we all are. We're all and shook by her. He says, get on the bike. The border's less than a day's ride. I know you can get across without being spotted. Go. He's like, only if you're with me. And she's like, someone needs to stay here and it can't be you. Like, you're going to get yourself killed. You need to go. And he's like, then we'll fucking, we'll last stand at the Alamo. Like, we will go down fighting. And she's like, mm-mm. She says, you don't get like there's no end to this fight and he's like that's just the way i like it and she says i know and that's the problem and i love this i love this monologue she gives she says when we last when we met in that alley it was like i'd known you a lifetime i saw echoes of that life i swear a house a wedding and i never wanted to get married but i could see it so vividly ollie i still can you have to run. If there's any future for us, we have to both be alive. And don't you dare talk back to me, Oliver Queen. I am not a pretty bird. I am a bird of prey. That's the shit that gets me. Fuck, dude. Fuck. And she's like, you should have told me. But it's okay. Because I love you. And he's like, I'll never make that mistake again. And he commits to trusting her. She says, okay, good, I'm glad because Jace and Jace comes fucking rocketing in on the Sick. motorcycle, As grabs we... Ollie, and pulls him to Sick. As Dinah Sick. turns around to face the oncoming lights that are heading her way. Green Arrow hops on the bike after Jace, and Jace says, because Ollie's like, turn around. And Jason's like, sorry, dude. There's no way I'm breaking a promise to Black Canary. She'd lay the smack down. Jace takes Oliver to the border. And says, you know, I was in the neighborhood. I heard some rebel Antifa type was fighting the hell out of some government suits. Thought I'd lend a hand. <laughs> I fucking love Jace. Jace is awesome. We Jace need to come back awesome. to Seattle to see what's going on with them. We need to we need to find out what the fuck's going on. Really do. And they say, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, bring some kind of bomb into the middle of the city full of innocent folks just trying to get by, keep them awake all night with sirens, lock the streets down with the police. You were the Green Arrow, man. You're a superhero. You didn't need to keep that secret. You could have shared it with all of us. But instead, now you got to leave. I see you in Seattle. I shut you down. And Oliver's like, what? And Jay says, I do. And your girlfriend probably helps. Jace is a fucking unit. Like. So cool. I, I need to see what's going on with them right now. Because this has been at least, 
you know, five years. This has been years. Yeah. I want to know what's going on. Um, Jace tosses Ollie a duffel bag and they say like, you know what? You're banished just for a little while. Somehow we'll get on without you. I'll keep an eye on the alleys. And they say, come back in a few years and tell me how I did. And I love that. Again, it's the promise to return. It's very Kingdom Hearts in that way, where it's like, I am going to set the seed here. We will see what happens down the line. And then they drive off. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating to think about where they are from here. I just want to know. Me too! Because I they, just want to know. They have such an interesting idea, right? I almost... Part of me kind of wishes they were the citizen or that they had... Ooh! Or they uh, had been the one teased to take up that citizen role. They they could be. Maybe. I mean, that's... That's... Not impossible. Because, I mean, Oliver talks about, like, hey, like, someone's going to take up this role. I just hope they use it for a good reason. Yeah. They but could also, be. like... That'd be cool. But also, I mean, I, I don't want to lose out on the identity of Jace Riot either, because they're fucking cool. No, yeah, for sure. And so... They they drive off, um, leaving... It's the rain. Oliver and yeah it starts to rain he says look if you do this you gotta know it's gonna be all in like other jobs maybe you can balance but this one if you want to do it well if you want to save the world it's gotta be all you have and Jace gives this comment where they say it already is you can't even imagine I want to know more about them I really, Fuck. I really just want to check in with them. I really do. The next uh, time we have the hive mind on, we're gonna have to ask them. We have to ask them about this. Jace because this is all stuff that, like, yeah, clearly this was leading to stuff. Like, yeah, this is for all sure. just set up. Um, Oliver says, like, and if Superman comes by to help, try to piss him off. It's impossible. You got to try it. <laughs> Jace is like, <laughs> he says, or Jace says, get out of here with Superman. We're gonna help ourselves. And we ain't going to wear any masks or capes while we do it. And Sick. I guess that is that is a point against them becoming the citizen. Because yeah, they that, want to true. be out there. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, so they drive off, leaving Oliver in the rain. And we've been leading to this. If not this issue, then the moment that Jean gave him that box, mm -hmm. we've been leading to this. Oliver has never looked inside. He has trusted that it's a weapon. But now that his life is in shambles, he has lost everything. He peeks. He opens the box. One. And it's nothing. There is nothing in the fucking box. The next page is a nine-panel grid, and it's exactly how I reacted. Seeing that fucking page. That's the thing. is because That was my last week. I was like, do you know what's in there? Like, do you, do you know? I fucking lost it. 
Yeah. I lost it. I was, I was, I was shocked. I was angry. I was sad. Eric, now you know a little bit about why I hate Scott Snyder's Justice League. Because I tie that Justice League with this. (laughs) You know what? You know what? Now you know why I've I said really a lot of things. hate John Jones right now. I've said a lot of things. I and I don't regret most of them. I regret clowning on you for this. Uh, <laughs> because they are cruel. This is fucked up. It's cruel. Especially because of everything told, that just fucking happened right all now. All he told him <laughs> when he gave him the box, you're making me a fucking target. Yes. And, and they like, let no, this happen. Nobody's going to target you. No one's going to know. Yes. They let this happen. Yes. It's cruel. It's cruel and unusual. It's so fucked up. And the most fucked up thing is, all he says, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, what one single weapon could take out the entire justice? What would it be? Yeah. It's supposed to be them being like, oh, no, you're the one who's going to take us down. Like, you as a person. We believe in you. But no, it's just a fucked up sick mind trick. And Oliver takes his mask off. He talked about this whole time. It's not a mask. It's not just a mask. Mm -hmm. He gets ready to fucking tear this thing in half, but he doesn't. He drops to his knees. He puts the mask inside the box. And he shuts it. He changes out of his Green Arrow uniform into regular clothes. Leaves the box with his costume. And I just want to fucking read what he says. Because this is... The whole thing is really good. He says, Jean, I know you can hear me. So listen up. I know what you think of me. I wish I didn't. Truly, I wish I could give you the benefit of the doubt. But my life just burned away in front of me and you didn't lift a finger, so we're not really friends, are we? Sorry, you have bigger fires, I know that. And technically I lit this one myself, so I shouldn't begrudge you. I don't. This is on me. When you're Oliver Queen, it's like being a part of a grand design. You're woven to others from the very start. Supported by family, legacy, society, and let's be honest, money. There wasn't a place I didn't fit in. But when I came back from the island, I saw you, all of you, up in the sky. I know it's a cliche, but you really do look like gods to a person standing on the street. You're huge and immovable, impossibly distant, like the weather, like Neptune, like Pluto. But here I was. With all these skills I'd learned to survive, all these otherwise totally useless things I could do, not feeling like I had any place in the world, looking up and thinking, maybe I'm like them. Maybe I'm a planet. But I was an asteroid burning up in orbit, just counting down as I lost pieces of myself with every new layer of atmosphere I reached. Dad, Mom, Emiko, Roy, Dinah, that's the guy you saw, a loose cannon, a rich kid, an X-Factor. So you reach down a hand, 
you patted me on the back, offered me a seat you knew I wouldn't take, and gave me a very important box. Not because I was a very important superhero, not because I fit in, but because I was the loud, rich brat who ruined every party by bringing up racial profiling statistics. The guy you invited out of obligation. That's what you think of me. And maybe because it's really hard to agree with, to, it's really hard not to agree with Superman, you made me think that about myself. But that's not who I am. I'm a survivor. I'm Oliver Queen. And when you do overstep your bounds, and you will, it won't be an empty box you're facing. It'll be me. It'll be John Cena! Zero. And he walks off into the distance. Holy fuck. That awesome. ends not just this issue, but ends Green Arrow Rebirth. Awesome. Awesome ending. Genuinely, after this, I wouldn't want to see Green Arrow for like five years. It, I mean... You As know... an ending of him just going off into obscurity, give him time to breathe. The thing is, I, I hate it because he's one of my favorite characters. I agree. I, just, I don't want him to be gone. And I love but that I also, we did just get like a little bit of him in places. Like he, But I also he don't like want him Leviathan to come back two months later Leviathan. into a fucking checkmate story. Yeah. That, that's Bundes! Did you read about Leviathan? It fucking rules, dude. Fuck nah. <laughs> it's good. And he Bro. writes such a good Green Arrow. He shouldn't have brought him back. He writes such a great Green Arrow. He shouldn't have brought him back. Um, to really feel the weight of this, he should have gone away for a while. Yeah, and it should have. Can been you a imagine thing. if the la the next time that we see him as a character is what is it Justice League fifty or whatever or seventy five where the Justice League die before Dark Crisis? Oh, fucking! He comes and, back, and that's when he, and that's when he dies too. Like guys, so can you imagine if that was the first time that he came back as Green Arrow? That would have been crazy. Dude, I would have loved it if he wasn't on the team, but Dinah was, and so they all get wiped out, and that's when he shows back up. That would have been great. That would have been better than what happened. <laughs> oh god, it is interesting, and we 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 should definitely talk about this. Uh, the box lights up. Yeah, after he leaves. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it was like, I, I don't know what it is either. And maybe we'll have to talk to the hive mind about it. Yeah. But this is a true ending for this character, at least for now. So Malcolm, final thoughts on the volume. And what was your favorite part? What a fantastic volume for the most part. I, it has the two, what I think are the two weakest issues of the run followed by maybe three of the strongest issues of the entire run yeah totally agree 48 through 50 is a really strong one two three punch um i think this is a great volume i i really wish that the hive mind had more time to be on 
this character. Yeah. Um, Cause I think they had something interesting to say. And I think they set up a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, I, I really wish that they had had more time. Um, as far as finales go, issue 50 is a fucking banger of a finale for a series. Agreed. A banger. Hard agree. Like that is, I I remember reading it when it came out and I was like, I can't believe how, like, I'm mad that this book is ending. Yeah. I can't believe how awesome this is. What a, what a testament to how great that character is. Like just, if you read one issue of Green Arrow, you can read Green Arrow 50 and get everything you need to know about that character. Yep. Everything. And that's all I could ever ask for. Um, Green Arrow 50 also has this wildly amazing variant cover by Doc Shainer. Yes. Um, that does have, if I can say, an incorrect use of an arrow and a bow on there. That is, you would that not is knock the arrow on the left side. You would knock it on the right side. That is So I, I just, I, I got to point that out. I understand why he did it. Because framing wise. Framing wise, I get it. It just doesn't work that way. But otherwise, an amazing, amazing cover. Yeah. Uh, holy moly. I No, I love this volume. I think it's fantastic. Uh, best part is easily issue 50. Uh, totally agree. A phenomenal finale. Also, I mean, really all the variant covers, you know, the ones by Mike Grell, we get God, a really throws. great one by Francis Manipal for 49. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, great variant. We get that sketch variant on forty-eight by Neil Adams. Yeah, fuck, good shit, good shit. But yeah, I agree. Issue fifty is just there's nothing like it. There's nothing nothing like like it. it. It's a wonderful, maybe not self-contained because you do need to know stuff going in, but it is a beautifully tragic story. It's an ending. Man at the end of his rope. Yeah. This is how you end. And this was coming out around the same time, I believe, as um, as Superman. I believe it was either 50 or 51, um, which ended that rebirth run and still burns me to this day. Yeah, it's probably not too far away from there. Yeah. Yeah. Bendis is my ninth circle. Uh, Let him live. Jesus. I... <laughs> uh but yeah i i loved this volume for the most part and i love that we keep saying for the most part uh it's no disrespect to the creators who did that pair yeah it just, it's no disrespect it wasn't on the level of the rest of the volume that's that the unfortunate. thing yeah i that's the thing i just think the other the stories surrounding it are so much stronger yeah and say something like say something specific uh, right. whereas that story does say something specific, but it kind of leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Agreed. But yeah, that wraps up Green Arrow Rebirth. That's it. That's all. What an ending! Um, what an ending. Fucking Holy incredible. Moly. Fucking incredible. Wowza. Um, since we've been on this journey together, um, it's been a wild ride going through this. All the yeah, Percy man. stuff, the... I guess you could call it a DLC expansion for the stuff that comes after the Ben Percy yeah. stuff. Um, it does feel like two DLC expansions. You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a good call. <laughs> with 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 the last mission being a being a sequel tease. Yeah. Um, dude, I really want fucking Green Arrow in the Suicide Squad game. 
Can I tell you why I don't? Cool that would be. Why? He, he would just use guns. No, he wouldn't. He would be the only one who doesn't use guns. He'd be using an arrow. He or a crossbow. He'd just be using guns. Or a crossbow. And then his, like... Use a crossbow. And then he would pull out a crossbow at the end. No, crossbow, <laughs> like, like crossbow would be his normal fire. And then he'd use his bow for his melee or whatever. I, I think there's I, a way I'm it could work. That's how they would do it. Or you know, I what? do. I Put do Arsenal want Dreamer in there. In there. <laughs> Why? Because so she could use guns. No. <laughs> yeah, they would just give her guns. You're right. Uh, Arsenal would make more sense. Arsenal, Arsenal makes sense make... for the Suicide Squad anyway. Huh. Interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. Odd. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Maybe we. Uh, maybe it's we a little Hawkeye leading the Thunderbolts coded, but I mean, I mean, he won't be leading the Dream Team. He won't be leading the Dream Team. Interesting. I just think that's an interesting hmm. idea. Hmm. That is an interesting idea. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up our volume. Before we get into, wait a second, we've got one more week. Hold on. What well, could we possibly have to cover? What could we do? Before we, be? before we get into that, we've got some emails to read, which means, uh, Malcolm, what time is it? I've got nothing cute this time. It's, 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 it's the mail call. That's oh. all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to be part of the Geeksplained Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put something with quiver in the uh, subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. Our first email comes from good brother Jacob Goodhart, reading Final Arrow in the Quiver. That last uh, arrow. Oof, they write, Dear Geeksplain Podcast, here we are, the last volume of the Green Arrow Rebirth run. And honestly, I think it's unfortunately doesn't have a strong it doesn't have a strong ending as Ben Percy's run. But that's to be expected when you only have two trades of stories left to tell. The writers and artists try their hardest, though, and I still respect them for swinging for the fence with this volume. We're going to have to disagree there, Jacob. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. I, gonna I think disagree. it's a different kind of ending. For sure. Because that ending is, like, that's the ending of one movie, and then this is the ending of, like, a sequel movie. Like, for totally. sure. Absolutely. It's a different kind of ending, but, yeah. It's, it's the ending of a big DLC expansion. Yeah. Uh, the big plot here is the one carried over from the previous one about the box that John gives GA after No Justice. And I got to say, screw you, Martian Manhunter. That was just mean. I don't ever recall yeah. if this leads to anything outside of Ollie being put on the sidelines until Bendis starts writing Justice League. Like, I got some real Hank McCoy vibes from this and not in a good way. Found out the hard yes. way what you guys meant by Beast is a war criminal by reading Percy's X-Force book. Yes! This is this is funny. This is funny. Jacob writes on the plus side of things, we get a pretty solid story arc with the prison story, which I think is something I don't think we ever really see in comics that often. A critique. This is this is a good point. A critique of the prison system itself. The only other time I saw this was in Zdarsky's Daredevil run, which is why it's the goat, and it's given him mm. more in-depth look there. Yeah, that's a fair point. We didn't love that that arc, but it does have something to say even if it's not as strong of a message as the other parts yeah um which is apparently exactly the opposite of how uh how jacob feels uh basically saying that they didn't get a lot of time to pay off things because they only had one volume which makes sense um 
He writes, in other news, the Game Awards were this past week, and while I'm sad that Spider-Man 2 didn't win any awards, I love Asterion and BG3, but come on, Yuri killed it as Peter. That I agree with. I didn't think... I, I didn't think Spider-Man was going to go completely swept. Yeah. Um, but I expected, like, one win. Like, I, Yuri, I thought it was Yuri should have won something. that. I Listen, I don't remember if he was nominated. Uh, I, no, it had to have been last year. For which one? Right. Was God of War last year? God of War was, God last, of War was year. last year. Okay, that's, I was going to say, Christopher Judge should that, have been up. <laughs> that was when Christopher Judge won the that award and spent like won. 10 minutes okay. on his, uh, on his, on his, on his speech. speech. Which led to them wrapping up everyone's speeches. Fucking stupid. ill times this year. Fucking stupid. Weird fucking choice. I'm, uh, I'm angry about that. I'm still angry yeah. about that. Uh, the Game Awards, not great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I then, yeah, I would I would say Yuri. Um. Yuri should have won that. Maybe Cameron Mulan or whatever the kid's so. name is. I, I think so. he's really fucking great. He's that, great. That's probably my game of the year, to be honest. Interesting. Jedi Survivor is, I think, my game of the year. I think that game is so unbelievably good. I'm going to be honest. I kind of forgot that it came out this year. Whoa. It's weird. Someone didn't do their PlayStation wrapped yet. Is there a PlayStation wrapped now? Are you for real? They do is it there really? Year. They've done it every yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you serious? They've done it every year. How do I access this? For like years. They send you an email saying, "Hey, your PlayStation wrapped is." Re-. Listen, you could just like Google PlayStation wrap up 2023, and it'll take you to the link where you just do it. Huh. Okay. Oh uh, my god, I'm so excited for you to do that. I'm yeah, excited it's too. It's great. It breaks it down by like what you played every month, like how many times you played, and all that stuff. Like what your game, like your five games of the year. By like gameplay, all that jazz. Oh, cool. It's great. Oh, I don't need somebody to tell game. me how not productive I've been this year. I uh, learned how much Overwatch I play. <laughs> 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 That's the upsetting bit. Uh, seeing that drawn out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Jacob continues. Yeah. Uh, the Game Awards did get him to finally get Alan Wake 2, which he's enjoying. Um, oh, cool. He also read through the first two arcs of Gen 13 um he writes look you guys talk about sexiness on this podcast but there's at least a story behind it this is okay it's frustrating because i feel like there's something you can actually say with the whole premise of this book yeah there's x-men parallels but the fact that a corporation is targeting children and wants to use them as weapons i think there's a lot that could be said about that with how our corporations and military with that premise like give al ewing a gen 13 book and he'll dissect the entire military industrial complex with it but it seems like unfortunately that's not what happens here um he does talk about uh, Caitlin Fairchild ticking off all the boxes, which is fair. Um, Child. True. Uh, <laughs> silly. Um, he also finished reading uh, X Lives and X Deaths, which is a fantastic story. Yes. I did not think I was going to like that as much as I did. Nope. It was truly excellent. Um, and they mentioned something that I think would be a fascinating book. Give Ben Percy a Wolverine life story. Oh, I mean, that would be interesting. Of, that's kind of 10 lives, 10 deaths. Like, that's, that's kind of exactly what that is. Not really. Because it's just snippets. Well, that, that is a little more in. driven focus. Yeah, that yeah. is a little more driven. That's true. I would love to see him dealing with, like, a the real on. world stuff. It would be very That'd interesting. That'd be good. That'd be really good. Um, 
He says, and I've and finally I can't wait to see what you're covering next in the book club. I'm going to make a guess and say maybe Daredevil or maybe an indie book. Either way, I'm excited. Stay tuned. Um, he says, for my question this week, I've been playing Alan Wake 2 since it won Best Narrative at the Game Awards. Uh, Mac, uh, Max Payne talking about that. He says, what what are some of your favorite characters slash works which deal with dark and gritty storylines? Personally, I really love when Wolverine gets to deal with stuff like this. It's the only thing I feel like the current series is missing because it takes place in the Krakoa era. Hopefully, once it's over, Percy will get his chance to continue on with work similar to his podcast work with Logan. That's fair. That's fair. Um, also, he mentions he wants James McCaffrey to play Wolverine in the Insomniac game. Been a rough week for Insomniac. Um, rough week for Insomniac. Are there any characters that you think work the best or are your favorites to work with dark and gritty storylines? Yeah, uh, actually, mentioned in that email, uh, Daredevil. Yeah, totally agree. Totally Daredevil, agree uh, probably my favorite. Uh, yeah. to see that kind of stuff. Uh, honestly, Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like. It's definitely like the street level human characters that For I sure. think that works Absolutely best with, uh, because they're closer to that. They're closer to that range. Um, I am yeah. with you there. Our next email, writing in last again, last arrow in the quiver. Uh, ben hey. C. Dela Cruz. Hey. Who writes, hope you guys are doing well. First off, just after I sent my email for last week's episode, I finished reading the entirety of Superman Batman, and it was a blast. My favorite arc was a tie between K, or as it's called in trade, the search for kryptonite, and Superbat, the power swap, with my favorite two-parter being World's Finest, featuring DC 1 million, which you guys should absolutely cover if you have yeah. JLA. And my favorite one-shot was Annual Number 3, which reinvents composite Superman in a pretty scary and cool way. Secondly, for my obscure Elseworld recommendation, I'm going to shift gears over to Marvel this time and offer up Bullet Points, which I just got the double meaning of as I typed this out. When nice. Dr. Erskine is killed 24 hours earlier than in 616 alongside a young, recently married soldier named Ben Parker, the history of the Marvel Universe is altered in several different ways, leading to Steve Rogers becoming Iron Man, R- Reed Richards leading S.H.I.E.L.D., and tons more changes. For everyone who's watched the MCU What If series, I'm so hyped for season two starting up next week as of this recording. This is where the idea of Hydra Stomper partially came from. Finally, my question this week does somewhat relate to bullet points. What alternate universe from Marvel and DC that hasn't gotten much spotlight would you like to see get a miniseries? For DC, it's a tie between the fusion world of Earth-32, the robot heroes of Earth-44, and Calvin Ellis's home of Earth-23. While for Marvel, I'd like to see the further adventures of the kids from the What If issue where all the characters got stuck on Battle World after the OG Secret Wars, as well as more stories from the Eddie Brock who became Spider-Man from Extreme Venomverse. Sorry if this ran long. I hope you guys have a great week. Best wishes, Ben. Great picks, first of all. Great and picks. And Bullet Points is Hell a yeah. wonderful, wonderful Bullet Points story. is great, yeah. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, from Marvel, a world that I would like to see fleshed out more, for other characters, I should say, is the world of Spider-Man life story. Um, yes, I love because that. I think that yeah, life of story. all the other characters are fantastic, specifically like in Spider-Man life story, because I mean, Fantastic Four life story is really good, but yeah. that's not the same characters that are in Spider-Man life story. Right. Um, but I want to see more of that Captain America from Spider-Man life story. So bad. Same. Same. So badly. Uh, for me, for Marvel, I got to go with the 1872 universe. Uh, oh yeah! Big time Marvel Western. Yes. Baby. Oh my God! Jerry Duggan tease, at his peak. They tease so much in those two issues yeah. that I just want to go back. I just want to go back four and learn issues. more about it's it. It's four issues. 
You know that's you're right. It's four issues. You're right. You're right. Okay, I was gonna say this isn't a what's him call it again, right? (laughs) Damn you, Thor! (laughs) Um, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, what about DC? DC's harder. Um, can I be honest? I'm kind of getting it right now with World's Finest. That's and I'm not absolutely and I'm not the biggest fair. Kingdom Come person. Yeah, but I like the idea of seeing prequel stuff to Kingdom Come a lot. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And we're getting that in World's Finest. The current World's Finest arc, if you guys aren't reading it, is fleshing out. Uh, in in the second story arc of World's Finest, uh, we got a character named Boy Thunder who was Superman's first partner, uh, like sidekick partner. Um you know, who came from another universe and you find out in that story, oh, he's actually Magog from, from yeah. Kingdom Come. Um, and he disappears at the end of that story, goes to a different universe, we don't know where. And so in the current storyline, Superman and Batman are, they've found him and they've now ended up in the Kingdom Come universe, but before Kingdom Come, like well before Kingdom Come. Yeah. And I think it's super interesting what they're doing with that. It's dope um, as fuck. I'm I'm really loving that. So I'm kind of getting it. Yeah, I agree. I'm straight up. Um, I think it would be interesting. They they set this precedent in uh in the end of uh Doomsday Clock that the new fifty two is now its own universe. Um and I would be very curious to see where they're at right now. That that would be an interesting that would be thing interesting. to look back on as maybe like a fifteen or twenty year anniversary thing. That would be really interesting. So thanks for that, Ben. Uh, next up, we have an email from good brother Adam Stringfellow. Adam? Adam writes, oh, I quiver with fear. If you know, Ooh. you know. Uh, he says, what up, what up, Emerald Enforcers? Hope y'all are doing well this week and have been and been having a few good days. Two things. One, do y'all have anything special planned for the holidays this year? Malcolm, anything special? Work. Same. Uh, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I am staying in LA for the first time for Christmas. So wow. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be weird. Uh, secondly, while playing through my second playthrough of Spider-Man 2, I realized something. I love the game up till... Do we, do we talk about spoilers? For this uh, it has been a little less than two months. I think we're okay to talk about spoilers. Okay. Spoilers for the next like three minutes. If Spoilers not, a little bit longer. For the next three to four minutes. If you haven't played it, jump ahead. Um, just be aware. Uh, jump ahead. He writes, I love the game up till when Craven gets killed by Venom. And then after that, I just tend to like it. Reason being is that I would have preferred having Craven as the main villain throughout the game and Venom being a secondary antagonist to Hunt whilst both Peter and Miles try to stop them both. I still love the game, but I would have loved it more if that had been the plan throughout it all. Also, another reason I don't vibe with the final half of the game is because the game locks us in the two worst suits for Peter and Miles. I'm sorry, but you're not going to get me to love the anti-venom suit for Pete and Miles' stupid-ass suit looking like Crest Toothpaste. Also, mad that they they gave the main black character in the game the most urban outfit they could think of. That I don't like. I don't don't like that they did go super urban on it. They did go super urban. Again... I think that suit is better than the one that we had in the comics for a while. I have come to really love that costume now. So I, I like that costume in the game. 
I think that's the only place it works. That's fair. It's kind of like the Iron Spider costume. <laughs> like, that's I fair. like that costume in the game. I, it's the only place that that costume works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Honestly, I, I, I do really get frustrated with that part, locking us into those suits. Um, they did the yeah. same thing in the first game, and I thought that they'd learned their lesson after Miles Morales, where you could wear whatever suit you want all the way up to the end. Yeah. But yeah it's unfortunate um uh adam writes for my question this week i want to ask the two of y'all this do you think the characters of let's say clark bruce and peter when they were just starting out would be proud of themselves to see their future selves uh this is funny because of what we were just talking about with uh kingdom come uh this was a topic my therapist and i had this week where we asked where he asked if my younger self as a child would be proud of the adult i turned out to be that was a really interesting topic and i wanted to see what y'all thought of it for clark bruce and peter from when they first starting out in their crime fighting careers for clark let's say his younger self sees him in kingdom come for bruce let's say old man wayne and batman beyond and for peter let's say peter b parker in into the spider-verse i think it would be super introspective for all all of them in their youth to see where the course of their lives led them to and what they would learn from it. Looking forward to seeing y'all's thoughts and insights on this for our boys. Take care team. Love you both. Stay safe. Do not trust cops. A topic I'll get into next week and I'll catch y'all next week. All the best and much more Adam. Uh, P.S. If you got some time, I've also made a few X-Men designs that y'all might dig. Would love to hear what y'all think of them. Only if you have time, I'll attach them in a separate email thread. Let's look at the designs real quick. And then we can get into the discussion. Yeah. Because I have thoughts. Oh, hell yeah. Cyclops looks great. It's a melding of the Jim Lee and, oddly enough, what we were talking about earlier, the uh, the post-schism uh, suit. Yeah. You know what? That's making me realize the reason I don't like the X-Men 92 suit is because of the, the trunks? weird mask. Oh, the weird mask. That's fair. It's the That's weird fair. mask and the trunks. I think it's just too much yellow on that suit. That's I like Cyclops having blue or black. He's got blue. He's got to be blue. Yeah. Um, Storm looking very House of X, which I, I love yeah. that design too. I love that design Great so much. Great design. Uh, Gene, a little modernization of the Jim Lee suit. Yeah, it's it's giving like Jim Lee mixed with like the first X-Men red suit. I love that suit, man. I which wish I, I stuck loved, with that. I really loved that look, yeah. This Emma one is interesting. That's sick. Really, really cool. Showing, I like that a lot. Showing the perfect amount of skin. Nightcrawler. Love. It's it's yes. hard. It's hard to go away from a classic. No, see, that's better than a classic because I've never liked the peaks. Really? I love the peaks. I want him in just like a regular like suit suit. I love this. But I do love I do love this a lot. War criminal. Ooh, bad guy. Bad guy. Good to zoot. Good design. The only thing he bad should person. be wearing is an orange prison jumpsuit. <laughs> Good design. Bad person. And Wolverine. This seems to be taking some cues from that uh that Deadpool suit, which is a good-looking suit. Which is a honestly, I didn't realize that it was grabbing heat because of the sleeves. I like the sleeves. The sleeves are interesting. I didn't I'm, realize I'm that was such a hot take. <laughs> like, I like the sleeves. <laughs> I think people are just used to him without the sleeves. Yeah. But you I know mean, what? It, rip them off at some point in the movie, probably. Sure. But you know what it does do? It, it it's kind of giving uh, lead up to the death of Wolverine suit. That's that's the which thing. is I, interesting. I love, I love that Chris Anka design suit. Interesting. I idea. love that suit. But yeah, so what do you okay. think? So the let me let me go back to the original email. 
Because do we want to talk about just in their comic book forms, or do we want to talk about the three specific ones that they were that Adam mentioned? Because I'm I'm gonna say those three specific ones, I don't think any of them would be happy. Um I I I, I don't think any of them would be happy with where they are in those three specific ones. I disagree. Uh, I really? disagree. Uh, depending on when in Kingdom Come Clark sees himself. Because if it's uh, at the beginning, no. If it's at the end, I think he would be proud to see where he is. I I think he would have issue with, uh, you know, I let it go this long. Like, I, I, I'm That's happy about fair. the result there. But what happened in the interim that led to that result? That's fair. I fucked that up. That's fair. So but I think I, I don't think, I think he'd be happy. If it and this is dependent on whether they just see the snippets or if they have a dialogue. I think yeah. that would be a big thing. That's um fair. Bruce seeing old man Wayne and Batman Beyond, he would I think take that the hardest. Bruce Bruce seeing a future version of himself is never gonna be happy. No because that means that the mission failed. Yeah, absolutely. He's still Though, doing the mission again. And we have this moment in JLU, um, him knowing that it passed on, that the the battle continues, yeah, and inspiring. I think is a good thing. But again, whether it's snapshots or it's a conversation, yeah. Peter seeing Peter B. Parker, I think is a worst case scenario for him, unless it's Peter B. Parker from Across the Spider Verse. Here's the thing: any version, unfortunately, now any version of Peter seeing a future Peter. He's just going to assume it's an alternate universe, like Spider-Verse version. So he's That's never going to take it seriously anyway. That's fair. He's never going to take it seriously. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. So what, what were you thinking about for uh, for otherwise, perspective-wise? Otherwise, I could see Superman being good with seeing a future version of himself. Like if uh, it's, I can't think if of any it's specific like examples, but t-shirt like, Superman running around, seeing where he's at right yeah, that's now, post war yeah. world. Yeah, I I think he'd be pretty good with it. I think so too, especially like seeing it, having the super family kids, around but... him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to disagree. We'll have to agree to disagree on that. Yeah, but um. I again, I don't think that Bruce would ever see with a version Bruce, of himself no. in the future that he'd be happy with. Uh, if if young Spider, like young six one six Spider Man, saw where Spider Man is right now, he probably wouldn't be thrilled. He'd be confused as fuck. He'd be kind Though, of upset. He's spaghetti about it. Again, we do get a really good story in Chip Zdarsky's Spectacular Spider-Man where this story happens. That's the thing. A really great a story. A great story. A great story. So um, read that, listeners, if you haven't read that. Adam, check that out. Uh, that Zdarsky uh, collection just came out this week, I believe, right? It did. It did. It includes yeah, uh, his Spectacular Run, uh, Life Story, as well as Spider-Shadow. I hope that there's a couple of pages in there that also just include all of his appearances in Howard the Duck. Just randomly really, just dispersed throughout. Which would be really times. fun. Which would be really fun. Did you read the Howard the Duck special from like a I week couldn't or two find ago? a copy. They were sold out in in the shop. Fuck. It's 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 pretty solid. Um I figured it would be. There's a return to that gag in there, which is really Excellent. Great. <laughs> Uh, a 
also i i hope there's that single page story of uh of spider-man talking to the spider and dr strange in there <laughs> no that's kate's that's kate's right but it was drawn by Chip oh Zdarsky. but it was drawn by zanarski you're right so, you're right i was wrong you're right so that um, could be in there but yeah uh i i think yeah it, it depends it depends where they're at for sure in their journey um but good question good question uh which brings us to our final email the subject header reads son uh our son all r.i.p these puns are getting harder the quiver quartet finale by lois bowdry or bowry uh dylan hall Ooh. writes Hey, Geeksplain Pod, I wanted to join in on the wrap-ups. Mine aren't Spotify, but as you can see, y'all were my number one show and longest episode, shocking no one. And after hey. I, and that was after I reset my account. If you look in my top five, you'll also see The Adventure Zone, which brings me to my first question this week. Nice. The Adventure Zone, if you don't already know, is a D&D RPG podcast of three brothers and their dad with occasional guests. They have also adapted some of their arcs into wonderful graphic novels, which can make for a fun miniseries for the book club. You may also know the work of the McElroys from their war of the realm's journey into mystery miniseries which their current series of the podcast is actually a sequel to along with two guests they're playing thory sebastian druid wonder man miles morales and kate bishop as they search for a kidnapped lausa that sounds dope as fuck Wait, what 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 that sounds amazing that's cool which leads to my question if you or any cast of your choice could sequelize any comic arc or series in podcast form which one would it be my vote is the continuing adventures of warden wolf finding a new career owning and running a barbershop called good hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah that's great um i mean genuinely we talked about it during days of thunder you know league of realms League of Realms. Like it's yeah. it's the perfect thing for a D and D campaign. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention it in my la in my email last week, but I also read Dan Slott's Doctor Who graphic novel and loved it. He really captured the characters' voices well. I loved how he set up Martha's journey in the season three finale, and I loved the wordplay Nine and Rose used to defeat the aliens in the second half. Speaking of Doctor Who, the last special also came out this week, and I mostly enjoyed it, especially the NPH performance. Um, he does interesting uh dylan brings up the bi generation thing um which we talked about at the top uh, uh which is interesting which is interesting. interesting um he writes i liked this last volume the rebellion and prison mini arcs are fun and the finale is interesting i do wish there was a follow-up to the box plot especially since bendis had him funding the league a few years later if anyone will bring it back i would bet at least a quarter on williamson i'm not very familiar with Margaret scott's work but i love the trend of redeeming redeeming parasite uh read venditti's superman man of tomorrow for more of it that's all looking forward to whatever you do next would love to see sex criminals or just a mini dedicated to daniel warren johnson mm. and dylan writes do good hair very empty boxes be kind <laughs> dylan. uh but yeah looking at his wrap up um we're number one in a top five that includes adventure zone mostly nitpicking and the weekly planet sick dude great company uh it Sick. says the longest episode you listened to is five hours 21 minutes we Ooh. all know which one it was 
Ooh. Giant Size <laughs> Book Club, The Flash Rebirth Part 12, Heroes in Crisis. Ooh. So here's the I love that episode. I know no, it was long. I fucking love that episode. It was good stressful, therapy for me. For sure. <laughs> uh, and we were the most listened show for Dylan in 2023. He listened to 74 episodes for a total of six days and eight hours. Dylan. Dylan. Much appreciated. You fucking rule, man. Much appreciated. Um, but that does it for the mailbag. Thank you to everyone who wrote in again for one last time this year. If you want to write in and be part of our final episode of the year, send your emails to geeksplain.gmail.com. Put something with quiver in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. And that is going to do it. And I know you're asking yourself, Eric, Malcolm, why are you so handsome? And to that I say, thank you. I needed that today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Barbie. But also, what are you covering next week? Well, even though we've wrapped up with the Green Arrow Rebirth story, that doesn't mean we're done with Green Arrow. Because next week we are going to be covering the Green Arrow 80th anniversary 100-page Super Spectacular. This was an anniversary issue to celebrate 80 years of the Emerald Archer with a ton of creators, past and present. Synopsis goes like this. Celebrating the Emerald Archer's 80th anniversary. For the last eight decades, Green Arrow has been one of the premier and loudest characters in the DCU, always at the forefront of where the superhero genre is headed. This oversized anniversary issue follows in those footsteps as an all-star lineup of Green Arrow creators alongside some of the gifted creators of the modern era who have been inspired by Oliver Queen unite to pay tribute to the battling bowman. I have never heard that moniker for him, and I fucking love it. Battling bowman! That's that's a very Boston thing. Battling Bowman. <laughs> ah, that's my Battling Bowman. That's my Battling Bowman over there. See what the past, present, and future have in store for Oliver Queen, Black Canary, Connor Hawk, Arsenal, Red Arrow, Speedy, and more in this epic special. Mm. I love this. I'm very excited to cover this next week. It's going to be our big season four finale, so make sure you tune in for that. Big finale. Uh, it's going to be great. Be there or be square, not a circle. You know better by now. But until then, for the Geeksplain Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I was Malcolm Russell Nelson. And for Jacob Brown, everybody stay safe. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. Yes. We will see you next time. Hot off the presses, Charlie Hunnam is doing press right now and is talking about how he was offered Green Arrow and he's not interested. I think that's best for everybody. That is best for everybody. Because then we can still have Ryan Gosling as Green Arrow. Yeah, truly. And I know I said it several times this episode, but truly, that's all right then. Wabadoo.
turning black.